You know, as a guy who took Spanish for three years, I didn't retain much of any of it. <laughs> I have to, and three years is a long time, especially when you're a child, and that's when you learn the most things really well. But I didn't retain a lot. It's hard just learning it in school or through textbooks. Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. It's available on desktop or it can be used as an app on your phone or tablet. They are a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. You can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. I started Rosetta Stone, and my Spanish skills have definitely improved. I can now say muchas gracias. It's really a better way of learning a language. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Comedy Bang Bang listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off, visit rosettastone.com slash comedy. That's rosettastone.com slash comedy. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. <laughs> Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. He's dead now. Welcome to Comedy Bang Bang. Ooh, appropriate for Halloween week. A very gruesome and chilling catchphrase. Uh, thank you so much to OK I Made a Dumb Twitter account for that catchphrase submission. Uh, and welcome to Comedy Bang Bang for another week. This is exciting. It is, of course, uh, uh, Halloween week and uh, wet weather out here in the Southland. Oh, we should do a weather report. I haven't done a weather report in a while. Uh, I believe uh, highs of 63 today and lows of 52. So I hope uh, whenever you're listening to this, and wherever you're listening to this, that helps you out. Uh, and uh, welcome to Comedy Bang Bang for another week. We have a great show today. Coming up a little later, we have a, I guess there is no other way to describe him but a member of the paparazzi. Uh, he'll be coming up a little bit later. And um, we also have a small business owner. <laughs> I say anyone's job in an Italian accent. I hope that's okay. Uh, that'll be coming up a little later. But um, we have a very special guest here on the podcast today. He is a friend of the show, and that is no understatement. Or it is an understatement. I don't know. Um, but uh, maybe it's just accurate. He is a friend of the show. He has uh, made Comedy Bang Bang part of his publicity tour <laughs> for the last four of his, I believe, eight movies that he's directed, uh, and five if you count one that he's produced. 
Uh, the only one he missed was Scott Pilgrim, which, uh, you know, it didn't live up to expectations. <laughs> is there a, is there a uh, correlation? I'm not one to say, but, uh, he has a new film coming out this Friday, just in time for All Hallows Eve. It is called Last Night in Soho. He is the director and co-writer of this film. Please welcome back to the show. Second time this year, Edgar Wright. Thank you for having me. Of course. I never thought of that, that maybe like sort of what may have jinxed our box office. Yeah. Failing to do comedy bang like I noticed that and I was just like there it is they mentioned it in all the trades <laughs> things could have been different if he'd made the time to do comedy bang what bang. year did that come out 2010 we were around at that point I didn't think I'd done the show then actually. no you you had first time I did it was Michael had J- Joe Cornish, Cornish for yes the block for attack the block the year afterwards which, by the way, in this new film, uh, one of the kids from Attack the Block, what is his name? Michael Ajeo. Uh, Michael Ajeo. He's in this film. And I was looking at Last Night in Soho going, does this kid only do films with dang Doctor Who's? <laughs> <laughs> Look up the cast list and you'll figure it out, uh, what I'm talking about. Um Edgar, so great to have you back. Uh, this is your second movie in a calendar year, as well as probably in a fiscal year. Is that accurate to say? Um, yes. <laughs> because I believe Sparks Brothers came out in, me money question, in May, right? Which uh, is after the April it came 15th. came out in June. came out in June. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're in, you're in the same fiscal year here. How does that feel to have all of that money coming in in one <laughs> fiscal year? <laughs> I mean, music documentaries make tons of money. Don't they? Yes. So I'm rolling in it right now. Did you get, did, and this is a serious question, did you get paid in back end on that movie or did you like, like get a big chunk up front? You're asking me <laughs> questions that I should know the answer to and I really do not. Really? So you don't pay attention to money anymore. Right? What, what film did that happen for you? Was it? I think it's more that I, I think uh, more, more the thing of just like I've been doing like press for like 10 months straight. So there's right. a sort of point where kind of, um, you know, uh, you are know, you tired of talking about yourself? No. I mean, I'm, t- I, I'm happy. To You're not a guy who would ever tire of talking about yourself. <laughs> no. Is that right? I, I would like to be, I, you know, I do sometimes dream of being a more mysterious director, like, you know, a, a Paul Thomas Anderson who doesn't do any. Well, I he has, have, does he do comedy bang bang? He has never did done do comedy. Did he do Phantom Thread? He, he, uh, his wife did uh, uh, wonderfully and she was incredible at it. But speaking of being a mysterious director, that brings me to one of my next questions. Okay, so I was looking up your Wikipedia page, trying just grasping at straws, trying to figure <laughs> out what to talk to you about. And uh, okay, so check this out. Uh, this... This is the personal life section of Edgar's Wikipedia page. All right. There are three things listed. All right. One is that the film that most influenced you was an American werewolf in London. Yes, that's that's very personal. Okay. (laughs) Number two is that you guest programmed a bunch of screenings of something? I mean, I don't write these things. And then number three is that you your friend is Garth Jennings. Like, that's the most personal out of all of them, but it's like, come on, like, uh, we got, so what I want from you. Sometimes you do interviews where you can tell that people have only read your IMDb (laughs) trivia page. Right. I did an interview where, like, the interviewer said, um, so you were born in Paul, and you have a brother called Oscar, and I said, you're just reading my IMDb trivia in in order. (laughs) Right. And by the way, weren't you, what's your mother's name? Leslie. You were born outside of Leslie. Not in Paul. <laughs> Paul, P-O-O-L-E. Oh, okay. I understand. Yeah. Um, but I need, I need, well, first of all, let's add that to your personal 
part uh, to your entry that your mother's name is Leslie. Let's give let's give the Wikipedia heads out there. Let's give them some raw meat here. Like what? I always worry. Do you ever worry that if you give out too much personal information, you're you know those kind of um, security questions for the bank? Mm, yeah. I start to worry. What is like, your first pet's name? <laughs> I never had a pet, so I can't oh. answer that one. No, there I'm, are things that I start to think when I call the bank and have to do their security questions, thinking, have I ever talked about this in an interview? Right, yeah. Well, I, I, I had one of those where they, one of the questions, and you needed to answer it was, what is your favorite restaurant? And I'm like, and I'm on the phone with this person, she's asking me this, and I'm like, uh, what do I choose, La Scala? Do I, you know? <laughs> And I, I go, I don't know that I have a favorite restaurant. I mean, I'm in L.A. There's so many great ones. She goes, everyone's just says McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> so if ever you're trying to crack someone's personal account and one of the questions is, what is your favorite restaurant? McDonald's is the, the key to that. Have you ever been in a situation with like, uh, uh, you know, like a provider or a bank where you've had to give like a password that's really embarrassing and it's maybe in a <laughs> stressful situation? Right. I remember sort of being in some like a, a password that I'd made like. 10 years ago, and they said, do you know the password for your account? I said, um, yes, Battle of the Planets. <laughs> <laughs> well, our, our, our Wi-Fi password at the house is fart fart. <laughs> and so anytime anyone like serious asks me what it is, I'm always like, oh, yeah, it's uh, F-A-R-T-F-A-R-T. <laughs> I'm trying to make, you know, throw them off. Um, so please, please, fans out there, don't come to my house and steal my Wi-Fi. I can't afford the data charges. <laughs> Do you want to get some, you want to add to the personal? I want to add, yeah, I want I to get like, Wikipedia. I feel like I, there was, it's weird with Wikipedia because obviously you don't do it yourself. I feel like there was more information on there at one point and it got taken off. Well, they, okay. they, yeah, they strip like stuff out of it because it gets to be too unwieldy at a certain point. You know, it's like reams and reams of information, but there's got to be something like, you know, like I don't know, like uh, first kiss. Okay. So this can go on. First kiss was uh, Sarah Newton. Oh. Um, I was... 12. Oh. And uh, she was 11. That's that's controversial right wow. away. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, age difference. These days wouldn't be that big of a deal, but um, interesting. And it was it was in a cut through kind of out of school, which was actually called Lover's Lane. Oh, like a, we call them alleys here or? Yeah, uh, like a, like a, not like an, yeah, I guess it was an alley. It was like a sort of path between the kind oh, of okay. the, the plane Like a shortcut. A shortcut. Exactly. Ah, I see. Cut through is what you call it. Yeah. Interesting. A shortcut, yeah. And so what, what how did you find yourself <laughs> in this cut her. through? <laughs> we were, it, we, it was at the end of school. I think it was the end of a school term. So mm. in that kind of like the. See you next, have a great yes. summer, I'll see you next year. I'll never see you again, like the end of Greece, basically. Oh no, right. sorry, the start of Greece. Oh, the that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, if that were the end of Greece, that'd be a short movie. <laughs> <laughs> Two minute movie. <laughs> I, I got to say, I always like that line at the start of Greece. Is this the end, Danny? No, Sandy. It's just the beginning. Credits. Credits. It's good. Amazing. It's good. It's really good. It's. Uh, have you tried to replicate that in any kind of movie at this point? I'm trying to think. Were there? Were, was there a title sequence in in Soho? I can't remember. It's the well. It's the not. No. It's the opening. The the opening sequence has credits throughout. So right. It really. Credits throughout. Yeah. Right. There's. But, but if you remember the line from Baby Driver, is this the end, Sandy? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just the beginning. <laughs> well, that was in Baby Driver. I don't recall. <laughs> Um, so you, you've, uh, you've made this, that's, by the way, that's great for the Wikipedia heads out there every week. It seems like I, I have to apologize to Sarah Newton now, aren't I? Is she, I don't think she has the same name anymore. By the way, okay. did you that ever see her, her again? Name. Uh, I, I did. I, I did. Well, this is another good story. Oh, good. <laughs> she, um, 
we did go out on a date. And these are the days where you had to, I remember like arranging it by like letters, not even the phone. Like we arranged really? to kind of by meet. By post? I feel like we did. We wrote letters to each other and we said we'd meet up. And I seem to remember doing it by letters alone, which is like, this is 1987. Yeah, and I can see that. We had kissed one time on the way home from school. I heard that story. Yeah. Um, how old was she? <laughs> she was 11. And you I were 12. Was, yeah, okay, good. We got it. I don't know <laughs> if at a certain point she caught up to 12 while you were still there or you had the same birthday. I'm not she sure. She was in the year below me. We decided to go on a date and we were going to go to see a matinee of Mannequin. Really? Scott hasn't seen, by the way. I mean, you're not missing much. Okay. Well, you know, I think I'm still going to cover it on the show at some point. <laughs> um, but yeah, so With Mannequin. Starship's famous single, Nothing's Going to Stop Us Now. Nothing's Going to Stop Us Now, of course. So I think that the idea was that um, we would go and see a matinee of Mannequin the, on a, like a Wednesday afternoon, and we would just, I don't know if you really use this word in the, in the US, we would just snog for the entire film. Make Out City, yeah, of make course. Yeah, Make Out City. <laughs> so, but then what happened is that I thought this would be quiet. Nobody's going to be a mannequin on Wednesday afternoon. And it was quiet, except for three other people, which were three boys from my year at school. Oh. And I was so, in that, in that time when you kind of like just, in that sort of strange time in your life where um, being interested in girls made you somehow effeminate. <laughs> <laughs> right. In a very strange way, people are like, right, yeah. Edgar oh, likes girls. Right. What a gay. Right. Like, very odd. Right. So I, but just seeing these other kids from my year made me so mortally embarrassed that I did not make a move on Sarah. No! no! And that killed the whole that thing? That killed the whole thing. And then she sent me another letter saying, I think we should split it up. Oh. So basically... This is a it's terrible, terrible story. It's a terrible Just story. because there were two jerks behind you? No, is this, do you think this will be going to the personal info on the Wikipedia? This is all oh, no, transcribed oh, no. word for word. No, or do you think it will be a whole separate section? <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> a whole page, by the way, that'll link to it, <laughs> describing your entire date, the whole plot of Mannequin, <laughs> everything on the soundtrack. There's several points where I thought, may, I think I, I put my arm around her. And this should be on Mannequin's page as well, linked back to your page. <laughs> I put my arm around her. That is about as far as it went. Wow. I know. I believe my first snog at a film was Gremlins. Oh, nice. Yeah. What do you think about that? And then... Uh, do you remember what scene? <laughs> I don't. But I do remember... You got uh, so turned on about Phoebe Cates talking about her dad dying, dying in the at Christmas, yes. But I do remember, like, you know, that time where you would just pick a, a movie to go to as an excuse to make out during oh, yeah. the entire movie. And then <laughs> I went to the ice storm once and oh, like just made out the entire time. And people were, like, angry at us and, like... <laughs> Yeah, really I can think of two movies where I, I've seen them in the cinema and yet not seen them. Mm. One would be The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. <laughs> really? <laughs> and the other one was Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. Oh, where he meets God. Yeah, I think I, I saw some of it. I did not okay. see the most. That's a, a Star Trek film that I have paid money to see, but not really seen. And you've never gone back to it, and, and it's stirred certain feelings in you. I, I kind of thought Star Trek Five was probably more exciting with the snogging. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, this is all good stuff for your page. I appreciate <laughs> it, and this is what we try to do here on Comedy Bang Bang. Is we try to ask you. I mean, I know you've been doing press for for months at this point. These are questions no one's asked you before, right? No, nobody's asked me about that. The one thing I would say is one of my security questions at my bank is um, which film did you fail to kiss Sarah Newton during? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh-oh. We got to change these. 
Um, well, that's great. Thank you, Edgar. We can now uh, continue talking about... I can go, right? Yes. No, that's <laughs> it for you. No, we can now talk about your film, which I know is what you're here to talk about. Uh, Last Night in Soho, uh, coming out this Friday, of course, and I saw it the other day. It's a fantastic film. And of course, uh, it's got the Edgar Wright seal of approval, meaning you directed it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, why wouldn't it be great? But uh, it, it, tell us a little bit about the film. It, it's out of character for you a little bit to, to do something like this. At what point is Edgar sitting there in, in mighty old Britain and thinks to himself, blimey, I may do a psychological thriller next. I mean, I've been thinking about it for a very long time, and I guess I'd been building up to doing it. I, I sort of had the idea like a decade ago, and I really? had, I had the story all worked out, and it was just a matter of, I don't know, like gearing up to do it. It's definitely like darker than the other movies, and and Soho in London itself is such a sort of compelling and sometimes disturbing place. And I, I Is like, it like the fifth character? Yes. <laughs> oh, good. Thank God. So it's fifth on the call sheet. Yes, it is. Okay, good. Um, the real star of this movie is New York. Is that what they say? Yes, of course. Yeah, it's sixth on the call sheet, unfortunately, because <laughs> Soho got cast first. There is a Soho in New York, of course. Yes, of course. Yeah, that, well, I went into the film expecting it to be that, and then I'm suddenly like, why are all these people talking funny? And then Apparently, I re- the original title of Martin Scorsese's After Hours was One Night in Soho. Really? Yes. Now, what happened? Because I read that you... You had a conversation with Alice Nanders, who gave you the title and said, this is such a great title. Is that untrue? Because that's on the Wikipedia page and we could correct it right now. It's 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 sort of true, but it goes around the other way is that Quentin Tarantino told me about that song because I liked the song Hold Tight by Dave D. Dozy Beaky Mick and Titch. Mm-hmm. That's so. Th- why did they call themselves that? I, well, anytime Dave, it's not, it, it, let's point out Dave D is like the lead singer. Yes, Dave, but, no, it's not Dave D are two different people. Yeah, but just call yourself Dave D. <laughs> like anytime I look at that whole thing, I can I'm, I go I can never remember it. I'm surprised you can say, say it. it well, Dave say, D, you say it again. No, Dave? you say it without. I can't even you say, say it from I don't, memory. Dave D Beck and Tish. That's all I know. <laughs> Dave D Dozy Beaky Mick and Tish. <laughs> Dave D Beezy. No. <laughs> Dave D. Dave Deezy Bozy Bazzy Boozy. One more time. Here we go. Dave. No, I'll do it and then okay. you copy. Dave D. Dozy Beaky Mick and Titch. Dave D. Dozy Beaky Mick and Titch. There you go. Why would why call yourself that though? <laughs> because you'll never forget it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> anyway. So you so liked Tar- that one song. I like that song that he used in Death Proof. And then he said, have you ever heard Last Night in Soho by Dave D. Dozy Beaky Mick and Tish? Titch. 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 Oh, okay. Not Steve Titch. <laughs> but isn't it T-I-C-H? It's T-I-C-H, but I say right. Titch. You, yeah. s- you say Titch. Titch, yeah. But I, but I can say Tish. I think, they, I think there's some kind of urban legend that they spelt it wrong on the cover. Oh, that okay. That it should have been T-I-T-C-H. Well, I noticed in my iTunes the other day that it was T-I-T-C-H on some, like, albums it's listed as that. So, and in, okay, anyway, we're just music nerding out at this point, but yes, go ahead. Titch is a guest later on the show, right? <laughs> yes, of course. We'll, have, we'll be talking to Titch very, very soon. So you, so he so alerted he, you he to the song. He put me onto that song. I'd sort of been thinking about the film for a long time and, uh, it, and, lis- and listening to a lot of Soho, sorry, listening to a lot of British music of the time of the mid sixties to get me in the mood for writing it. And it was one of the songs that I put on this enormous playlist and um, and then it occurred to me, I think I, I had other titles for the movie 
Like there was one other, at one point it was going to be called The Night Has a Thousand Eyes, named after the Bobby <laughs> V single. But then I discovered there was already a film in the 40s called The Night Has a Thousand Eyes. Really? For fuck's sake. Oh, I hate and that. then it was like staring me in the face, Last Night in Soho, that's the name of the movie. But I had neglected to tell Quentin Tarantino this. Oh, this is the thing. When Quentin Tarantino played me this song, he said, this is the best end titles music for a film that doesn't exist. So then when I called it Last Night in Soho, he was busy doing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And the next time I talked to him, I said, hey, did you see the title for my new movie? And he goes, yes, Last Night in Soho. I read it in Variety. I said, are you annoyed with me? He goes, no. He goes, I thought if anybody can make a film with that title, it's Edgar. Oh. And I said, well, I said, I'm going to thank you at the end. He goes, well, if you thank me, you have to thank Alison Anders because she's the one who put me onto the song. Oh, okay. And she was the one who had the line about this is the best end credits music. So then I thanked Alison Anders as well. And then I emailed her and said, out of the blue, and said, hey, FYI, you're thanked right. at the end of the movie because Quentin Tarantino told me that you said this about the song and I named the film after it. And she was so, like, thrilled that I got in touch and also that Quentin had kind of, like, correctly credited her. And then she said, what's your address? And I sent it to her and she sent me a seven-inch single of Last Night in Soho by... Dave D. Oh, my God. Beaky. No, you skipped one. Uh, Muggsy. Muggsy <laughs> Bowes. Um, uh, Michael Jordan. Uh, Scotty Pippen. Uh, the entire lineup of the Chicago Bulls. Not to break out of the format, but yes. there's other people in the room. Can either of you say it? No. <laughs> no. Oh, come on, guys. Oh, man. I'm so sorry. Well, the, you know... Uh, uh, this is uh, what I'm getting from this story is Quentin Tarantino reads Variety. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Even the, uh, the print edition. Oh, OK, good. Not good online. to know. So th tell us a little bit about the film. It's really uh, I, I went in with zero knowledge, uh, expectations. You know what a uh, film is, though? I mean, barely, to be honest. Uh, all I know is what reels are. And I was like, OK, what is the I hear this is a seven reeler. Um, but. What, tell, give, us, uh, give us the elevator pitch. Tell us exactly what this film is about. Uh, Thomas and Mackenzie plays a young fashion student called Eloise who moves from the, a rural area in England to- Did the, you call her Eloise because of the song? I did. Okay. Reverse engineering to yes. get that song into it. Got it. Um, I also like that name. Um, yes. And um, that's also on my security question. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what name do you like? <laughs> Eloise. <laughs> um, so she moves to the big city of London. She's obsessed with the 60s. She also has supernatural powers. Like she can see visions of like sort of ghosts of the past. And in her dreams in London, she comes to London. London is a cold and unfriendly place and modern life is rubbish, to quote Blur. And she basically, in her dreams, goes back to the 60s. And in the 60s, she seems to be embodying the character of uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, who is Sandy. And so basically she starts to kind of live vicariously through this other character in the 60s, this aspiring singer. And it all seems glamorous and alluring back in the 60s until it isn't. Dot, uh, dot, dot. Dot, 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 ellipsis. And that's where the, the film really gets started. Of course, the inciting incident uh, is uh, uh, probably when she starts dreaming, the save the cat moment. What would you say that would be? The save the cat moment. <laughs> ah. 
That's a good question. <laughs> come back to that. You don't break your own scripts up into that? Uh, okay, interesting. I'm sure Quentin Tarantino does in between peaks of variety. It's the moment where, I tell you what the moment is. It's when Eloise is so hungry that she steals a bread roll from a market and then she's about to eat it and she gives it to her monkey instead. That's what it was. Yes, that was a great scene. Um, there's also the scene where uh, an old man steals some bread to feed his family and then he gets locked up in a French prison and starts singing about it. That's really good, too. Um, oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of Les Miserables. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it, so we don't want to give away any spoil. Well, let's give away one spoiler. How does the movie end? <laughs> with, uh, with credits, but with title cards. If, if, if you're a big fan of credit ro- rolling credits... It does have title cards. If that puts you off seeing the movie, I understand. Why did you choose the the title cards instead of the the role? Well, this isn't a spoiler, but actually at the end of the movie, I kind of cut in shots from Lockdown Soho. Right. Because uh, I made this film, I had to kind of go on hiatus making this film during, do you remember the pandemic? Uh, Barely. I think we we did an episode during it. (laughs) Yes. Are we still in it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, (laughs) I think so. Will we ever come out of it? Uh, No, never. (laughs) Till the day we pass on. Probably not. But yeah. So I, I, Soho during lockdown was completely and utterly deserted. So obviously it's a a square mile in the middle of London. That's the kind of the heart of the nightlife and not very residential. So it was utterly, utterly deserted and very spooky. And I saw this on a late night walk and I thought I have to get this on film. So we went out and shot for a night around sort of deserted central London and cut them into the credits. So that's why there's cards and not a roller. You started yawning during your you know own. What it, was? it was actually gas. <laughs> during your own story. Actually, do you know what it was like? What I, do you think the audience is going to do? Listen, I mean, <laughs> the truth of it was, is I had a burp coming, and I thought, like, I can either like I can just keep talking through the burp. <laughs> I understand. Um, well, you won't be yawning during this film. Uh, it's uh, approximately that's the pull quote. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get me on the DVD box cover, please. Um, but it's two hours of pulse pounding thrills, uh, and uh, then. And there's also the Edgar touches of there's musical moments, uh, a lot of music in the film. It's great. Uh, Anna Taylor Joy, uh, you know, uh, she I, I always remember her name because I think of the previous it girl was Jennifer Lawrence. She was in the movie Joy, Anna Taylor Joy. She's the new it girl. What do you think about that <laughs> mnemonic device to make me remember her actual name? I don't know. That's an interesting one. Joy was about she don't tell me she designed the mop like a, a miracle mop something, something like right? that yeah it was yeah. it was uh, about uh, home shopping network yeah yeah i mean it it's an it, i mean it should have been called mop that yeah part. exactly why not it's yeah it's a three word title letter title this is by the way the best title that hasn't been used in a film yet suddenly yes. out of this conversation 3 years later i read variety mop is coming out <laughs> and you're stolen that and now Quentin Tarantino and Alison Anders are pissed. <laughs> well, uh, get out there to a theater if you can, if it's safe for you to go out there to theaters this Friday and uh, wherever you happen to be. And uh, it's uh, a, a, th- a thrilling time at the theater. Who, who are you up against? What other movie? We don't even want to talk about other movies that open this Friday, right? Well, but what does open? Um, <laughs> I know I want to like name name check our competition. Come but, what, on. but what do you do? I mean, you know. OK, no time to die in its fourth week. <laughs> yeah, people have seen it already. Yeah, but uh, did you see it? By the way, what do you I think? Did. Would you see? Would you do a Bond film? Out of anyone, you should do a Bond film. I mean, I wouldn't say no. Like, sort of, it would be. An, I would mean, you say fuck no? <laughs> 
I mean, I, I am a fan, and like it is something where I mean, weirdly, I there's quite a few Bond references in Last Night in Soho. Right. Strange enough, the 007 logo is at the end of the movie, because where? Well, in the credits, because we we use the Thunderball marquee. And oh, we had right. To get the sign off from Eon. Oh, and the, okay. And Barbara Broccoli, and so that's right. That's a great part of the film where you see the Thunderball. Uh, Marquee, uh, uh, no spoilers, but man, <laughs> great part of the film. But so, so if someone were to come to you and I guess the broccolis, yeah, and you'd be first laughing at how funny their name is for a long time, but then you'd calm down and you go, All right, all right, I'll talk to you about Bond. Um, and they go, like, Look, here's who's gonna be Bond, and they're like, I don't know, one of your buddies maybe is gonna do it, like Nick Frost is gonna do it or something, you yeah. know, and like, I mean, what you're in, you're just in, like that. Nick, Nick Frost is Bond, I would like to see, <laughs> I would like to see that, <laughs> or so, but who should be Bond? Who should be Bond? Well, whenever they, I always think it's a strange thing that people always talk about very established stars. Right. Whenever it's in contention, it's always like Idris Elba, Tom Hardy, Michael Fassbender. Yeah, people who have been in a million movies. We don't need them at this point. Well, also some of them are, you know, I mean, Idris Elba is only a couple of years younger than Daniel Craig. Yeah, and, and he in this new one is already like playing I'm too old for this shit Bond. You know what I mean? So I it's mean, like we need a 30-year-old guy who's going to do it for the next 15 years. Yeah, because most of most of the Bonds have been were not I mean, I guess the ones who were already famous when they were cast would have been Pierce. Rod, Pierce and Roger Moore, both yeah. from TV. Right. Yeah. Like Roger Moore was famous from the Saint and Persuaders. But we don't need to cast movie actors as Bond at this no, point. No, doesn't, that doesn't make any sense to me. Although the, I, I have a theory as well. Okay. Is that like. This will go in your Wikipedia under theories. <laughs> you have to alternate. Well, you have to alternate Bonds. Hmm. As in like sort of if you have a serious Bond and then the next one has to be more lighthearted. I was thinking that the other day of like people, people are, they're coming. I love these Bond. These are my favorite Bond movies. But that said, I think that if you were to come out with one that was a little more akin to Fast and the Furious presents Hobson Shaw, <laughs> you know, where it's a little more lighthearted and like the stunts are huge and all that. I think people would be into it. When did this phase happen of films where they just decided to call them after people's names? Yeah. There was a year where all of a sudden there were three movies, John Wick, John Carter and uh, Jack Ryan. Right. I think it was Jack Ryan, colon, Shadow Recruit. Yeah. Like that. But it's a weird thing where it's like sort of, wait, the film is called Hobson Shaw? Yeah. That's I, it? I, I don't know those guys. That's <laughs> the that's the other thing. Like like Jack Ryan, I've never met that dude. Why would I go see that movie? You know what the I mean? Hobson Shaw, like, I mean, it's not the same as Tango and Cash, which is sort of <laughs> right. like has a bit of panache to the kind of the, the yeah. names. But like Hobson, it's just, I, I find it very strange when it's like, just, I wanted to be in that market research uh, meeting where they said, the book is called Princess of Mars, but we're going to call it John Carter from Mars. It's like, no, you know what? It's a big sci-fi movie. Let's drop the Mars. <laughs> right. Let's call it John Carter. It has to be because uh, Ghosts of Mars came out a few years prior and they, and that didn't do well. And so they're like, anything with Mars in the title doesn't do I, well. I think that's the thing. They say some things become a jinx. But my theory was, my, my, my Bond theory, like... Go, you got to go dark chocolate, milk chocolate. Mm -hmm. Sean Connery, dark chocolate. Roger Moore, milk chocolate. Right. Timothy, Timothy Dalton, Dalton, dark chocolate. Pierce Brosnan, milk chocolate. Daniel mm -hmm. Craig, dark chocolate. We have to have a sweet tasting bond. Yes. Who's going to say no to that? To a, a nice, uh, <laughs> although I will say. Not Hershey's though, as a Brit, like your chocolate is terrible. Oh, really? Cadbury's. Them's so fighting better. words. <laughs> 
I just feel like Hershey's tastes really waxy. Am I wrong? I have never heard that <laughs> England and the United States have some sort of chocolate off going oh, on. Oh, yeah. Have you really? not know that? No. There's even a controversy over Cadbury's cream eggs that since I think they were bought by maybe Hershey's. That they're getting smaller? There's that. That always mm. happens. That's kind of like, um, well, that's one of the reasons that like Britain left the EU. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not even kidding. <laughs> really? I'm not even kidding. It's definitely one of those things that comes up in the papers. Save our Cadbury's cream eggs. <laughs> um, but I, no, there is a thing about sort of like um, Cadbury's chocolate versus Hershey's chocolate. Interesting. All right. Well, we don't have time to get into it now, unfortunately. <laughs> I see you uh, stifling your second yawn of the day, even as you say that. But, uh, but, uh, just gas, Scott. Uh, 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 the Broccoli's reach out to Edgar here. I'm in for the, for co writing at least on this because, uh, you know, I need to jumpstart my uh, film career again after the pandemic slowed it all down. But, uh, uh, there's five contenders for Bond. Okay. And they are from a band, a British band from the 60s, and their names are. Dave D. Oh, Beaky, I know, is one of them. And you got uh, Jervis down there <laughs> bringing up the rear. And then you got uh, Bartholomew, I think, is one of them. I don't know, Edgar. Who are they? Dave D., Dozy, Beaky, Mick and Titch. So which one is the next Bond? <sighs> it's got to be Beaky. Because <laughs> he, he has that lighthearted flair about him, you know? Beaky? Beaky is a, do you think that's a slang for he's a coke addict? Do you say that in the States for beak? I think it's short for beekeeper. But do people say beak <laughs> in terms of coke? Uh, they don't, no. Uh, and I've never show. even, well, how would I know? I've never <laughs> been around the stuff, of course. There's a lot of, I think there's a lot of Englishisms for that that I find particularly compelling. Like the other one is, um, I guess they're both to do with noses, beak. The other oh, one is, okay. is trumpet. Oh, okay. Because you know, the sound your nose makes when you blow your nose? Well, just, I, I guess so. But it's just the thing of people sort of like kind of wide boys saying, going to go out on a Friday night, get some trumpet. Uh, <laughs> I don't like those guys. <laughs> Friday. I don't know. Scott, like, wait till Saturday. Scott. They're my only friends. <laughs> oh, this is going into personal life as well. Okay. Edgar's only friends are Beaky, Dave D, Tish, Dozy, and the other guy. That's Can't one remember. of my bank security questions is like, Mr. Wright, what do you call cocaine? Uh, trumpet. Trumpet. <laughs> trumpet, definitely trumpet. <laughs> All right. Well, Last Night in Soho uh, comes out this Friday. I want everyone to go out there and check this out. Uh, Anna Taylor-Joy, she's uh, uh, fantastic. I mean, every, everyone's great in it. Uh, and uh, uh, I don't mean to say everything great about it is just the acting because you did a fine fine job directing it my good fellow thank you i heard that um scott ockerman from airwolf says you won't be yawning <laughs> <laughs> yeah unlike edgar you won't be yawning during this uh we need to take a break when we come back we have the aforementioned paparazzi and we also have the small business owner we'll have more with edgar wright more comedy bang bang after this <laughs> are you looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life well what if I just said, tough luck, <laughs> and then ended it? No, I actually have the perfect gift, and I stand by this one 100%. I've talked about it. Aura frames are beautiful Wi-Fi-connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. How many photos do you think you've taken in your life? Four? More? Well, it's unlimited how many photos you can you can share on this thing. And I, I believe me, I've tested it out. It is super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving Aura as a gift, you can personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. And that's what I did. I gave these to all of my loved ones. 
and we put photos of our new baby into the frame, and they love it. My mom would rather watch the Aura frame than TV. (laughs) She just sits there like watching the new photos come up. She loves it. I love them. I think it's one of the greatest inventions to ever be invented. Thank goodness whoever did it, I couldn't, Mr. Aura, if you're out there, we love you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That is A-U-R-A frames, AuraFrames.com. Use code BANGBANG at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast, Comedy Bang Bang, is brought to you by Squarespace, our old friends, and Spring. Man, it truly has sprung. No one can argue that. And uh, what do we know about spring? Spring is a time of fresh starts. That's right. Uh, You thought January was good for starting fresh? Uh, Spring's gotcha beat. Spring's about rebirth, and that could mean starting a new venture or switching things up on your website. Well, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device, integrated, optimized it, optimized it. <laughs> SEO tools. Allow your site to show up more often and grow the way you want. Plus make checkout easy for customers with easy to use payment tools, Accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and ClearPay. Selling content on your website? Well, add a paywall to sell memberships or courses or sell downloadable files. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and when you're ready to launch. And I know you're going to be. Go to squarespace.com slash bangbang to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever have something that you're keeping close to the vest or the chest? If you're Christopher Nolan, he says that in one of the Batman movies twice. He doesn't say it, obviously. Look, this is something I just need to get off my chest. The fact that this bothers me. Anyway, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Well, therapy is a safe space to get these things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online. Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com bangbang today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash bangbang. Comedy Bang Bang, we are back here. Edgar Wright, Last Night in Soho comes out this Friday. What did we forget to talk about in the film? You got, of course, uh, oh yeah, you have a, a, dang, Diana Rigg is in this movie. Dame Diana Rigg and have final screen. I said dang, but uh, you said dame. But yes, of course, Dame Diana Rigg. Yeah, I mean, that's incredible. Her final screen role. 
Now, there, uh, there was no, like, Ed Asner in the Muppets Haunted Mansion situation going on here, right? Where, <laughs> I didn't know what that means. <laughs> well, a lot of people are saying, like, it's a little weird that That they captured a ghost on camera? Is that, that, no, that, like, he passed away right after it, and the, and the Wikipedia page of that movie says it was unrelated. Like, very weirdly, like, why would you put that? Like, did a ghost scare Ed Asner on the set of the film? So there was nothing like that, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, she, Diana Rigg was like, it, it, like I had such fun working with her. She was, she's amazing. She, what, did you think of her for this film immediately? Uh, and, and why? I mean, she's so known for that time period. Did it just like click into place with you, or you were just like, yes, she's, it's got to be her. Yeah, I mean, yes. Once when it, like the idea came up, and and we all just said that would be amazing if she did it. And also, like, she's so great. At, she, she's got. She's, you know, kind of such a kind of like sort of amazing presence. And also she's funny and just, I mean, it was just like a, I, I don't know what to, to kind of say about working with her because it's now that she's gone, it's just like, I, I can only be happy that I work with her at all. Did you, was it a good relationship? Was it like, was she, had she seen your films before? Was she excited to be there? Was it all yeah, like... Yeah, no, it was great. I mean, you know, with people like that, you know, they're in their 80s, like, you definitely want to kind of work in the way that they want to work. And so... She, I think she may be sort of like <laughs> new from my films that I did. Look. So sometimes in a, in a scene, she'd say, how many angles are you going to do on this scene? <laughs> and I'd say, how many angles do you want to do? And she says, three. I said, OK, let's do three. Re OK, so which, one, <laughs> which ones do you use at that point? You got a close up, you got a, the master and then a, a medium? Or well, there what was do you one do? scene where we, we, did, we, we, we did the agreed angles. And then my cinematographer, Chung Chung Hoon, whispered in my ear, I have an idea for a show. And oh. I said, you can ask Diana. <laughs> <laughs> and so we went up, we actually drew the shot and I said, Dame Diana, I called her DDR. I said, <laughs> we have had an idea for a fourth shot and we're going to pitch it to you right now. And we'd drawn it on a piece of paper to show it to her. And she goes, okay. Ah. Goes, how, many, how many takes? How many takes do you want to do? Three? Okay. <laughs> so, do she, three. <laughs> so she is a real three person. <laughs> I think, you know, she, she just... Um, you know, I, I was happy to kind of like sort of do it the way that she wanted to do it. And she's just, I mean, she's just amazing. I, yeah. I, I had such an amazing time with her. Well, it's, it's, uh, I mean, in, uh, to, to work with someone like that, uh, you know, it's, it's really, especially in a film that's about the time period that she was, you know, so prevalent in, it's just a, a, a real treat. You also had, uh, Terrence Stamp. Ter yeah, Terrence Stamp, of course. And the Re Limey himself. And Rita Tushingham. I don't know if you... Right, like, Rita Tushingham, who, uh, yeah. From A Taste of Honey, who's just yeah. an amazing... I mean, yeah. Some great 60s actors in this. And yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's just kind of, you know... I think that's that thing where you have to kind of, like, you start having a bit of an out-of-body experience when you have to get over the part of you going, oh, my God, Terrence Stamp is on set. Right. Oh, my God, Dame Diana Rigg is here. At a, at a certain point, does Terrence Stamp try to deflate that kind of thinking and put you at ease or is he is he Terrence stamping it up the entire time <laughs> that's a very difficult question to answer <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure I'm not entirely sure like it was a um there's a moment in the film where he's in a pub and he um he flips up a coaster into his hand and just before we started shooting he came into the set and he says I haven't been in a pub in 40 years and then he flipped up the coaster and then he said, I haven't done that in 40 years either. And wow. I said, 
okay, you have to do that in the scene. I'll tell you what line. You say, still got it. He's literally as alone. He says, still got it. I said, flip up the coaster after that. And every time you do it in during a take, I'll give you £10. <laughs> <laughs> and I was true to my word, and I gave him £100 that day. So you did 10 takes of this scene? Well, over different ang- over the three right, angles. Right, right, right. <laughs> over the agreed three angles. So he had only agreed to three <laughs> angles as well. So do you go into a movie going like, man, I'm working with actors who will only do three angles at a time and, and trying to figure it out that way? or no, Because I how think- many do you usually like to do? On Baby Driver, you got like John Hamm over here who's like, hey, whatever you want to do, right, is probably his thing. Or, or is he an... Is he an angle guy? And I'm just finding this out. I just think if, when you're working with older actors, you have to kind of like just, you know, work, te- ask them how they want to do it. You right, know? right. I mean, like, so both Terrence and Diana are in their, you know, and we're in their early 80s when they shot the film. So, you know, you just want to be kind of respectful to them. All right. Well, uh, the respect uh, certainly paid off because respectfully, they gave great performances in the film. Last Night in Soho is out this Friday. We need to get to our next guest, if that's all right. Uh, now, this is exciting. Are, are you ever captured by the paparazzi out there when you're getting off planes? Have you, has TMZ ever come up to you and asked you questions or anything like that? Uh, you know, I, they have, but I, I kind of think that I, uh, this was, I, I, whenever that it's only happened a couple of times. I always think you're never going to use this. Mm-hmm. Do it, yeah. Do that. <laughs> I though. feel. I feel like it's like they. They're probably there. There anyway to capture like a Paris Hilton. Sure. Whomever like gets that. off the plane. I mean, they're not waiting there for me, are they? No. They're. They're a, whoever steps off this plane. I'm going to get them. Right. You know. They're. They're covering the LAX beat basically. Yes. I find those things deeply creepy. Yeah, they are. I mean, I, look, I was followed to my car by one at one point. I'm like, you cannot be interested in me. But it happened to be a fan who worked for TMZ. What and, questions were they asking you? Uh, They're always asking you about something in the news. Something That's in the, the news. So I think. What do you think about the Alec Baldwin story? No, it, it it also, I think at the time it was maybe like, who just got fired from SNL for this or such or whatever. And it's like, I don't want to answer this, dude. <laughs> like, come on. So I always just have to opt out by going like, oh, I haven't heard it. Or I haven't heard about it or whatever, you know, which is a lie, of course, but uh, I'm a liar. What does TMZ stand for? 30 Mile Zone, my good man. <laughs> which what, does that, is, what does that mean? <laughs> well, it's related to the the zone where you can shoot, I believe. Uh, you, have you shot a movie here in Los Angeles? I have not. Uh-huh. Well, there's a certain zone where it's okay to shoot, where you have to pay extra to the union crews if you go outside it. And, pre- or, and, and, and perhaps it's like all about uh, news within that zone, you know, Beverly Hills and such and the like. Do they still have the TMZ tourist bus going around they LA? They do. Oh, no, no, no. They do. I don't want to know anybody who gets on that bus. Yeah, although I took a bus around England, and it was fun. It wasn't the TMZ bus. It was just a, a tour bus. The first time I ever came to Los Angeles in 1997, I went on the Graveline tour. Oh. Which was in a hearse where they took you around famous like places. Famous, this is perfect for Halloween week. Famous, Tell us this story. I don't think it still exists, uh, but it was outside. The, they picked you up outside the Chinese theater, and you're in a hearse. <laughs> this is almost like the Hollywood Facts theme song. Go ahead. And they took you around famous murder sites or, or, or famous death sites. So you go to the Chateau Marmont and they say, here's where John Belushi died. Or they take you to 
They didn't take you to the Manson house because it wasn't there, but they took you to El Coyote where Sharon Tate had her last meal. Mm-hmm. And I think when I was um, 23, I thought it was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure by, I think the same now. By the way, uh, people, please do a remix of the Hollywood Facts theme song where they say Chinese theater. Andy Samberg says Chinese theater and then loop it with Edgar saying Chinese theater and then he continues on that story. Uh, Wait, what did I say it wrong? Man- no, no, no. You said it perfectly right, but we have, but there are a lot of remixes of Andy uh, <laughs> uh, doing a rap about the Chinese theater. And so I want to do a remix now with a, a, like an extended remix where you tell that story. Do you say it. man's or do you say Grauman's? Well, they changed it back to Grauman's now, but they I'm, did. I, yeah, so I'm, I'm just a real, I'm a real man's Chinese. I always say man's Chinese, you know, or we used to say the Chinese man back uh, in the nineties, but, uh, <laughs> isn't we, that a Simpsons joke? China, I don't know. There's a man's Chinese theater and then it pans over to Chinese man's theater. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, the Simpsons did it. Of course, <laughs> you can't do anything these days. Uh, but uh, speaking of doing anything these days, this guy has been doing it for uh, a long, long time. He has been covering. He's been out in these streets covering uh, celebrity culture and uh, celebrities themselves for a few decades here. Uh, and it, it, it's a it's a great honor to have him on the show. He has a podcast him his own self uh, called Celebrity Siding with Jonathan Biting. Please welcome to the show, Jonathan Biting. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. It's Hello. So nice. yeah. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Good morning. It's by the way, it is uh, six thirty p.m. I don't know if you were. It's is it now? Yes, I don't know if you were aware of that. I just, uh, you're saying good morning. I never really know where I am or what time it is, but I always know it's a good morning. <laughs> it truly is. How Welcome are you? Show. Thank it's, you for having me. This morning. is Edgar Wright, by the way. He's a, good morning, Edgar. He's a Hello. film director. Hello. I know. I'm a huge fan. I spend a lot of time in a bush outside of his home. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Put that in your personal life. Yeah, I've seen everything you do in your home, in your home. I know it's- In I my know, home? In your home. I say things weird. You'll notice that. I say things wrong, and, and sometimes- Have you ever thought to correct yourself, or- Maybe I will right now. Jonathan, what the fuck are you doing, idiot? I'm sorry. And then I apologize, and then I move on. That's nice that you yeah. apologize to yourself. Yeah, well, I treat myself right now, ever since I got out of jail. You, oh, I'm sorry, you were in jail for I what? I was in jail. I'm 100 years old today. today Happy birthday to me. Good morning. Thank Hi, you. God, it is a good morning. Thank you. Uh, 100 years old today, 75 years outside of jail, 25 in. Okay. Um, yeah. Consecutive 25? Uh, yeah, or? I was 75 years old. I've been a celebrity site. I'm a little backstory. That's the sound I make when I give <laughs> news. <laughs> so this is kind. news. This is news to you. Okay, great. Uh, and maybe you too, or you, everybody in the room and the listeners as well. My name's Jonathan Biting. Don't call me John. I'll fucking kill you. Okay. Oh, okay. So, uh, I John, don't like it. Jonathan, though, Jonathan is Jonathan Biting, please call me by my full... Full, I'm sorry, full so I have to say biting as well. Okay. I would like that, yeah. Okay, great, and if you yeah. could say Jonathan the way Tony uh, Danza says it. <laughs> Jonathan. <laughs> you could say it like okay, that. I would, I would love that. Jonathan Biting thank you, thank is you. here, yes. Uh, yeah, no, I've been, I'm 100 years old. I lived in Hollywood my whole life. You were born on October 25, 1921. Correct. Wow. Cannon. So <laughs> <laughs> we're setting down some spikes right Gotta here. Gotta write that one down. That's going on your way. Yes, it has to now. Um, uh, Yeah, I've been celebrity sighting my whole life. I like taking pictures of celebs. I don't really bother them as much. I just like the the rush of hiding in a bush. (laughs) So you like the bush hiding part of it. I really do. It really is the best part. As you can see, by the way, I don't know, but I should tell the listeners since they can't see me. I'm only three apples high. That oh, yeah, very similar to a, someone else that I. Uh, I <laughs> let him 
that I have had on this show. It's almost like uh, there's a comedian out there who thinks tiny things are funny. <laughs> you are, you're, but but bigger apples than the other guy. Larger apples. They're yeah, more of a Granny apples. Smith. Yeah. You, going you, on by here. the way, you have you have like brambles all over. You've been have you been hiding in a bush this yeah. morning? Yeah. I just got out of a bush. Uh, I was in a bush all day today. I was taking pictures of Halle Berry's house. And, oh. And her, I'd rather uh, see uh, pictures of Halle Berry's bush. If I, <laughs> that's if disgusting. I that's oh, disgusting. I, I'm sorry. I, am I canceled now? I think. <laughs> I think you just canceled yourself. Oh, you have no. yourself to blame. You have yourself to blame. Well, everyone has themselves to blame for it. But uh, what'd you get true. from Hallie? Uh, nothing. I, she was walking around. I said, fuck it. And I left. I came here to talk about uh, what I do instead. Great. Great. <laughs> yeah. No, I was, uh, yeah, I've been celebrity sighting my whole life. When I was 75 years old, I met a little producer guy, big wig in Hollywood. And he said, I'm going to give you a show. And I, I said, thank you. And I called it Celebrity Biting with Jonathan Biting. As like celebrity Biting. For my name. Because okay. like a pun. Got it. Were you I had biting? One chance. I fucked it up. No, I you was celebrity. Biting? It was about celebrity sighting, but I called it that. And on the first episode, I bit Kathy Bates. Oh, <laughs> 25 years ago. Uh, yeah. And I went immediately to jail for oh 25 years. God. But I'm out now. So this was 1996. Was she out there? She, misery was already. Once again, I don't believe in math, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> what was Kathy Bates up to in 96? Fried right? green tomatoes, if you're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not positive if that's right, but I like saying be. that phrase. <laughs> yeah, of course. So you've been, you've been in the clink. You yeah, did the uh, slammer. You did a stretch. I did a stretch. They called me Johnny on the outside now. <laughs> Wait, in when I was inside, they called me Johnny on the inside, and I would say, "My name's Jonathan." <laughs> call, don't call me Johnny. So, now. but but now the people are they still even talking about you now that you're outside? Or I like to think I left an impression. Maybe. I mean, I I, I would think that the inmates pretty much forget about anyone. Once yeah, they no. Leave. I said once a year, just talk about me, <laughs> just just so that my on spirit doesn't disappear. Yeah, on my birthday. So maybe they're talking the about you Coco today. Situation, Johnny on the outside. Yeah. Were there any celebrity sightings in prison you're not gonna believe this i shared a cell <laughs> here's some news I, here it comes shoot it i shared a cell with uh none other than orenthal james simpson <laughs> you don't say yeah, yeah, you yeah. shared a cell with him for a little bit yeah for a little while there like really yeah it was an afternoon uh, a very quick amount of time quick in and out did you leave the cell or did he leave the cell uh, let's just say, uh, you're not locked up in jail with OJ Simpson. You're, you're locked up in jail with Jonathan Biting. <laughs> oh, I see. You got to doing the Kathy Bates biting on him or? I killed OJ Simpson. <laughs> what? He's been on the show, I think. Is it? I murdered him. Really? And I'm admitting it. Um, <laughs> you tape. might be Johnny on the inside very yeah, the soon. the one that's out here now, fake. Fake? Really? So yeah. a doppelganger. This is like a moon over Parador situation? Yeah, it's, it was a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a, a, a bit of a, 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 what do they call fake orange juice? <laughs> what do they call that? Orange Aid? Yeah, there you go. It's a <laughs> so bit of an orange, orange Aid situation. Orange Aid Simpson. Yeah. Orange Aid Simpson. <laughs> okay, please next time he's on the show, I'm going to bring this up Thank to you, him. Thank you, please do. Uh, so you, but you're, so you're back out now. When did you get out? Recently, okay, we don't want to lock it down necessarily for that, but so so now you have a podcast, celebrity sighting with Jonathan Biden. Yeah, I got it right this time. I okay. called it celebrity sighting instead of biting, and um, yeah, we just talk about all the celebs we see flopping around out there. Yeah, I'll take a train to a place, I'll get out, I'll look around. <laughs> if I see a celeb, I'll come back uh, and I'll talk about it. Yeah, are you taking exclusively <laughs> trains? To mostly trains. <laughs> 
It's the busher deal breaker. Do you does there need to be a bush outside? I love a bush. I love I love hiding. Is that the worst part of prison? There's no bushes. I the one you, I uh, you you'd make do. I made my own bush. I made like well, you know how they make like, they call them fifis or they you know they call right. that's where they take a garbage bag and a towel and they stuff it in there and they call it a fifi and you have sex with it. I did kind of a fifi bush, but a very different kind than the other guys. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> It's nice that you have the self-awareness. Yeah, no, I, I realized a lot of stuff in 25 years in this little clink. I don't see too good no more. It's a, it's amazing to me. They give you 25 years for biting. For biting? Well, it was, it's, it was Kathy Bates. Oh, so if they're more famous, the more I, it's like I was, exponential it was years? technically only six months. And then they said, wait, who was it? And it's a Kathy Bates and the judge, big Kathy Bates fan. Oh, no. Yeah. That's the worst. It was more of a rude sentence than a legal sentence. Right. Yeah. Oh can my I, gosh. Can yeah. I ask you a big question? You could ask me a little one and then a medium one and then a big one. <laughs> I only have a big question. Start with the big. <laughs> T- give me your favorite celebrities that you've uh, seen around Tony, De- decade by decade. Tony Todd. <laughs> number one on the top of the list. Really? Is Tony Todd. Tony Todd. Candyman yeah. himself. Yeah. D- who's Tony Todd again? The, the Candyman. The candy that Sammy Davis Jr. sang about? <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> that song, when you really think about it, is Who terrifying. Can make what? bees fly out of your mouth. <laughs> what happens if you say Tony Todd's name five times? I show up. <laughs> oh, Tony Todd, Tony Todd, Tony Todd, Tony Todd, Tony Todd. Good morning. Hello. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, no, I'm a big Tony Todd fan. I've always wanted to see that guy in real life. Wasn't, didn't he also, play, uh, Guy Fieri, I wouldn't mind. Oh, oh, yeah. oh wait, but you haven't, you haven't seen him. No, never. That's a big get on my list. You should hang out at, like, you know, uh, some diner or drive-in. Flavortown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or, or a drive-in. <laughs> but Flavortown's a better idea. Yeah. He must be hanging out there daily. I think he's the mayor. <laughs> That's uh, Tony Todd. Did he play uh, 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 the the dad of the of of the 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 main Deep Space Nine guy? Never mind. <laughs> In one episode, never mind. Okay. Um, so yeah, who who else who else is big though? I mean, like, have, have, is your stuff published in in the trades and and uh, the Us magazines and the People magazines and the the TMZs of the no, world? No, never, no, no. See, I I tried for a long time uh, to get my my stuff out there, but never really happened. And then when I was in jail, I wasn't allowed to do much. Really? So now I'm out. I'm 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 I've realized my mistakes. I'm getting better. I'm prouder of myself every day. Good. And uh, here we are. You know, we're starting fresh at 100. And yeah. every, it's never too late, is what I'm here to tell you. That's what uh, but it's it a is, great lesson. Because oh. I'm going to die soon. Re- what do you mean? Well, I just know it. I mean, I once, you, once you hit 100, it's like yeah, the every clock's day, ticking. It's less of like, gosh, I wonder when it's going to happen, and more of like, probably soon. You spend all that energy trying to get to 100, so so Willard Scott or whoever will say your name. And you get that jam. You get that jelly, that yes. Smuckers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you're in Smuckers town right oh, now. Oh, I got a house full of Smuckers right now, yeah. The best part, it was, yeah, this morning I woke up. Jaws and Jaws of Smuckers. <laughs> Best day of my goddamn life. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. And and so you spend so much energy trying to get there, and then once you get there, it's like, they don't give you anything for 101. I'll tell you one thing. It's weird. You make it to 100, and then uh, the day after you go, would have been nice to get some bread with this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's never enough is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it's never enough. Point. It's a great point. No matter who you talk to. So, but but please don't pass on quite yet because, uh, hey. first of all, I don't want it to happen uh. on this show. But, oh, no. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Sorry. You're back. Okay, good. Ooh, uh, that was close. <laughs> because I want to talk to you about, uh, uh, you know, 25 years later, there's a whole new generation of people who are famous. I mean, like, Edgar, I don't even know if you were out there making films out in these streets 25 years ago. Where, where, when did you direct your first film? Uh, well, I, I did direct a film when I was 20 in 1995. So what's Okay, that? did you I see just, that? Yeah, just, was I just squeaked in. You squeaked in, but, uh, but what I'm I do remember that. I was outside <laughs> in a bush. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, is like, People who are famous now, you must have no conception. Like, it's all TikTokers. And do you even oh, know what Timothy, you Chalamets and your whatnots. I know. You'd be surprised. You got to stick out. You got to stay on top. You got to stay mm. on top of this stuff. You got to know. You got to know your Doja Cats. <laughs> okay. And your... Yeah, uh, you're struggling to come up with a second uh, Michael, example. Michael B. Jordans. Okay. <laughs> you know, you're very topical new people. You're Jim Varney's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he had a whole career when you were, I mean, the Beverly Hillbillies movie alone. He saved Christmas. He got out of jail. He did so many things around. Are you holidays. looking at Ernest going like, he gets out of jail and I'm still in? <laughs> I watched that movie every goddamn day I was in jail. <laughs> really? I still never figured it out. I never got out. Turns out you just have to be hilarious. Oh, okay. Well. And family friendly. But yeah, I mean, everything is so different now. Uh, it used to be, I'm sure the process is different. You used to be able to like, you know, it's telephoto very, lenses. And- yeah, you know, it's like also like you see a man in a bush with a long camera in the 60s, you go, oh boy. You see it now, and it's whoop, whoop, <laughs> you know, immediate, yeah. immediately. It's a great point. Yeah. From oh boy to whoop, whoop. <laughs> yep. so what can it. change in 25 That's the name years. of my book. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, 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 yeah. People have realized that it's terrible to invade other people's space and privacy. So it is. It, yes, it has become harder for me. But you have to understand, it was never about that. It was never about like, oh, look, I got a picture of Keanu Reeves throwing up in a bucket, and now I'm going to ruin his life. It wasn't about that. It was, was more it about? about like, you know, this morning I did not have a picture. Of Whoopi Goldberg at Sabaros. <laughs> okay. But tonight, I do. Tonight, you do. Tonight. Now, I do. That's now, like, okay. it's just like, that's a thing. That's like, I, I guess I don't quite understand what you're trying to say. Okay, because it, it, you, okay, it used you to, wake up one yeah. morning and you're like, you know what I would love to own? A picture of Joe Pesci just minding his own fucking business. <laughs> okay, sure. I would love that. I mean, he's, and he then, did the and Irishman. Then you come, and, home, other you come home, you drive home that night, and you're like, you know what I have now? A picture of Joe Pesci minding his own fucking business. Okay, so the ideas just pop in your head and you then go out and try to it's find a, that thing? I, you know, I've a hundred years, I never really realized this. Yeah, it's about deciding a specific okay. picture that because, I want to see and because then go what, and get it. What most paparazzi do is they go out there on the streets and they look around for celebrities who happen to be where they actually are. You go out there and try to find the picture that you've imagined in your Correct. head. Correct, and it is hard because you gotta <laughs> you gotta wait for that moment to happen sometimes. Right, because you can't engineer this, no. can you? Or like, no, maybe I'm more. Maybe I should be a clairvoyant. Because so, I always get the pig. You really? So you th- <laughs> you think of Whoopi Goldberg at a Sabaro? Right, today I woke up this morning. I said I, can't, I, can't, I don't have a picture of Whoopi Goldberg at a Sabaro, and I, now I have one. 
Because I went to yeah. the Subaru and she was there. You and might, I never thought about how weird that was. <laughs> you might be psychic. Eh, fuck it. I'm not even going to think about that anymore. Did you Did you have an <laughs> image in your head of biting Kathy Bates before you did it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's just you fantasizing about something. I don't know. But yeah, it's, I know I did. But that was more of a spur of the moment thing. That wasn't like I woke up and I was like, I need to bite that Bates. So I, I got to the I got. <laughs> Why to the did studio. you be that B? I got to the studio that day and I saw that <laughs> noggin, the top of that skull. And I just said What's the top. I'm gonna sink my teeth into that thing. So what was it about the top? I mean, you, I don't you know. know what happened. I think maybe it was just I was nervous that I finally my life's dream had come true. I got my own TV show. I knew I had fucked it up. Maybe there's a self sabotage thing mm, going on in yeah. there. I don't know. Yeah, that's one of my my biggest fears is going to prison. What about you, Edgar? Like, how would how do you think you'd fare? Oh, not good. Yeah. <laughs> do you think first day someone would single you out and be like, "Look at this fancy boy." I think so. Yeah. I, think, I, I disagree. Think, yeah? Yeah. You're creative and you're nice and you'd figure out a way because you're a good person. That it's If you go in there and you're just like a piece of shit, we know immediately. Right. But if you came in there, you know, it would probably be like, they'd be like, I think I could beat this guy up, but also- he seems like he's got a nice little eye in his brain. Yeah. He's got a little creative thing going on here. You might end up directing a movie you might admit, for them. You might have to promise to all put them in a movie yeah, if they leave you alone. That feels like part of my escape plan. Right. It's like sort of that I would say, I, whilst oh, I'm in yeah. prison, I'm saying, you know what, whilst I'm here, Let's do a remake of Escape from Alcatraz. Yes, and I'm going to need a lot of bed sheets. <laughs> yes, this and is a, a movie. Me and Mache head. Yes, strangely though, Sandra Bullock. <laughs> The escape, uh, strangely, I only have a papier-mâché uh, head for Clint Eastwood and not my own. Oh, that's no, where, that's, that's where bad. the plan falls down. I love how you say papier-mâché. <laughs> Is that not it's, right? Well, no, it's, I mean, we say papier-mâché out uh, here. but papier-mâché. But, but because we're stupid, we try to dumb it down to the easiest thing to say. But papier-mâché is so great. Oh, I yeah. love it. Yeah. Oh, you. I love how you're classing up the this, show today. This, I love this having is, you around. This is how I would survive in prison. They'd be like, ah. Listen I don't know. The first time you said papier mache, I yeah, think we would then then we would have beat you with a tray. I like a, I would get shivved immediately. Yeah, yeah. We don't take that lightly over there. You can't you can't seem weak in any way. And if you know, evidently, if you know French, that means being <laughs> yeah. weak in jail. Wow. So you, um, what is your podcast about? Because I, I, I can, I un- don't know. I, I can understand. I yeah. I can understand your thing. You were, you're out there taking pictures and you're it's clairvoyant. Pretty much what it is, is a man freshly out of jail talking to other people about illegal things. <laughs> <laughs> about illegal things. Well, okay. yeah. Cause you know, it's a, it's mostly like, you know, we'll have guests on like, Fellow celebrity ciders or uh, plastic surgeons to the stars with loose lips. <laughs> um, uh, you know, we once had an autograph hound. Oh, oh like an actual dog? No, or? he was a man. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, I, I wish. It, yeah. I mean, an actual autograph hound? Are you kidding oh, me? Oh, it would be incredible. Like Either one that gives autographs or receives them. If you're, them, a, do- if you're a dog out there and you're listening to the show right now and you- First of all, arf arf. <laughs> Let's get that out of the way. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> you know, just to make them feel like <laughs> yes, at exactly. home. Yes, yeah. uh, Please call in. <laughs> yeah. Because I would love to talk to you and see what graphs you got. Would you, Edgar, would you do one of the Air Buddies movies <laughs> in the Air Buddies franchise? Um, I, I do a Beethoven. Okay. Oh, really? So like Beethoven's Fifth or something like yeah. that? They, I mean, it's out there. Beethoven's Fifth is like one of his most famous ones, right? Did they get as far as Fifth? They got five? third, definitely. Oh, that seems like such Had a they stopped in right? four before Beethoven's Fifth? That's the biggest, That's the biggest atrocity one. in movie history. Oh, you got to do Beethoven's Fifth, Edgar. 
please. I think you could skip over. People would forgive you if you didn't yes. do the fourth one. Well, skip straight yeah. to five. Who maybe cares? you do, maybe you direct a direct a video fourth, you know, and just put it out there on the sly, you know, like uh, the Return of Jafar or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Beethoven's yeah. fifth, fuck the fourth. <laughs> yes, that's, that's the title. I think, I I mean, think fuck, it's pretty fuck good. Fuck the fourth. Yeah, yeah. This is Beethoven's fifth. <laughs> this is Beethoven's fifth. Fuck you got to do. Groves isn't around with us anymore. That's a shame. But um, you know, maybe get Nick Frost in this instead. Uh, yeah, you know, no, he's busy playing Bond. Oh, that's true. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah. Okay, get Simon then. <laughs> I have a good Bond autograph story. You do? Oh, please, tell us. When I was making Hot Fuzz, uh, thanks for the Thank news. you. No, the sorry, when I hear, when I do news. Okay, yeah, thank you so much. I thought there was something wrong with my headphones, <laughs> no. but no, it's actually. <laughs> when I was making Hot Fuzz, uh, we obviously had a lot of famous actors in that, but by far the biggest autograph target Timothy Dalton, because if you're a former Bond, mm. there's so many more autograph hunters, and there'd be a lot of Bond fans hiding in the bushes for real. They'd have a, like copies of a Living Daylight, <laughs> Living Daylights on DVD, and Bond. The Daniels. novelization of it would it would happen a lot, and I saw it was always like Bond fans lurking to get Timothy's autograph, and he was not really that happy about it. And then one day we were shooting in the final sequence in the sort of market square and um my hometown in fact and these parents had asked their kids to go up and ask for timothy's oh, autograph the for kid them. thing yeah but the, but the thing in the way the kids that the kids have no idea who he is yeah but the parents have said go up and ask timothy Dalton for an autograph but that's not what they did they went up to him like an eight-year-old boy and a six-year-old girl and went up to timothy dalton and said um uh, Mr. Are you famous? <laughs> That's what they asked. And Timothy Dolan, under his breath, went, Yeah, oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. But there's more to it than that. Oh. The kids obviously went kind of away with, with their tail between their legs. And then about five minutes later, a female police officer came up to Timothy Dalton and said, Mr. Dalton, I understand you just told two children to fuck off. <laughs> and he said, um, I don't think so. Is that illegal in Britain? <laughs> I know you don't have the First Amendment there. It can't be rude. <laughs> we, really? He, Which is one of the things like, we fixed when we made this country. Uh, uh, he said, he said, he goes, I don't think so. He goes, well, they definitely heard it. He says, well, I, I may have said out of my breath. And if so, I apologize. Anyway, so all I could think about is that police officer went back to the station that night and said, oh, my God, you never guess what? I got to tell off James Bond. <laughs> Do you think she had to write a report? Yes. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. I, this is uh, really. Fourth a... Bond turns air blue in Market Square. I don't know if he's the fourth Bond. Wait, let's see. Because Connery. You, you got Connery, then you got Roger, what's his name? Um, George Lazenby. George Lazenby, yeah, of course. He's the fourth, right? Uh, laser. Well, then you had David Niven, of course. Well, it's, that yeah, no, it's not. There's also there's a TV Billy Bond Crystal that as well. Yeah, like, of course. Movie. Billy Crystal, of course. <laughs> Crystal in, in between Oscar hosting yeah. stints, he would do a Bond. It's yeah. like he had a rule: do a Bond, do an Oscar, do a Bond, do an Oscar. <laughs> Dark chocolate, milk chocolate. Yeah. Crystal, dark chocolate. Speaking of which, you have chocolate Billy all Craig. over your face. During Edgar's story, suddenly I you have chocolate. 40 pounds of chocolate. <laughs> I mean, I know it's your birthday. I've got to survive. It's my birthday. It's got to go with this Smucker's jelly. I got to say, your eating, your, your, your eating habits, I don't know if you are going to last to 101. I think it's how I got here. I think I'm just completely pickled inside. <laughs> I'm mostly chocolate and jelly. Wow. Well, we're completely tickled with your appearance here on Comedy Bang Bang. Uh, you're... <laughs> You're an interesting fellow with an interesting 
uh, stories, interesting job, and an interesting thing to plug. So Thanks. you've, you've yeah, covered I, all. I got all three. I'm glad you got everything you needed. The triple threat. Of course, we, you didn't uh, round the bases with a fourth thing, but. Uh, I also murdered a boy. <laughs> O.J. Oh, Simpson and a boy? Yeah. yeah. Which boy? His son. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the one that everybody thinks helped him. I did it just in case. Allegedly. 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 <laughs> All right, look, we need to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking to a small business owner. Do you own a small business? No. What about you, Edgar? You must have a loan out. Uh, I, no, I have to ask my bank about it. All right. We're, <laughs> we're going to come right back. We'll be After talking. I answer this curious question. What yeah, of I course. Cocaine? <laughs> Great. Uh, what was it? Nobbies? <laughs> Trumpet. Trumpets. Trumpet, baby. Trumpet. Trumpet. All right. We're, we're going skiing. <laughs> we're going to come right back. We'll be right back. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt your podcast, everyone, but, you know, there's only one acceptable reason to interrupt a podcast, and that is your dog. Take a minute now to pet your dog, okay? I'll wait. I'm not going to wait a full minute, but a few seconds, sure. Yeah, but while you're petting your dog, you can learn all about Bark, the company dedicated to making dogs happy. Every month, BarkBox designs and delivers a whole new collection of toys and treats just for your best bud. Every toy is tailored to your pup's size and play style, from squeaky plush toys from BarkBox to ultra-tough, durable ones from Super Chewer. Every treat is made with yummy, healthy, all-natural ingredients like pumpkin and sweet potato. For a limited time, this is good, they will double your first box of goodies for free. My dogs, they love BarkBox. Now it's it's gotten to the point where every package that is delivered to the house, they assume is a BarkBox and they start jumping up and down. Then I have to say, uh, no, it's just a sweater for me. <laughs> and they get very disappointed. They love BarkBox. They love chewing on everything. They love the treats. It's great. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com slash bangbang. Remember the first time you learned how to ride a bicycle? Just taking your feet off of the ground and putting them on those pedals. And oh, no, nothing's holding you up except your own sense of balance. Oh, gosh. The nostalgia for something like that. Well, you know what? You can experience it again this spring. Get out there, enjoy the weather, and recapture the magic of riding a bike with electric e-bike. That's right. They have an amazing variety of models built for riders of all abilities, including mine. Poor. Uh, it's never been easier to fall in love with riding again. Go to electricebikes.com to discover e-bikes that start at just $799. With the XP Lite, anyone can ride with a variety of models designed to be a better mode of transportation. There's the Zippy and Affordable XP Lite, a great start to any e-bike journey. And we also have the Expedition. That's right, the, the letter X and then Pedition. A sturdy and versatile cargo e-bike that can hold up to 450 pounds. You know what? Electric e-bikes, they gave my good friend Paul F. Tompkins one of these things. He loves it. He's tootling around every day on it. Ring, ring. Hello. Hello, everyone. It's improved his social life. He used to be a hermit. He used to be sort of a, a Scrooge-like miser character. And now he's out there on that electric e-bike saying hello to the entire community. And you can too. Go full throttle into spring with electric e-bikes, the number one selling e-bikes in the nation. Get your adventure started at electricebikes.com. 
please, please, please mention the Comedy Bang Bang the podcast sent you in the post-checkout survey. That is electric, L-E-C-T-R-I-C, and then ebikes.com. That's how you get there. Okay, bye! Comedy Bang Bang, we're back. Edgar Wright, uh, last night in Soho, this Friday. Uh, treat yourself, go out there to a theater and uh, see it on that biggest of screens, the one in a theater, right? Yes. Well, unless you have a home uh, screen, right? Well, it's a home, not a home streaming cinema. at the same time. Is it only in theaters? So? I'm saying you could, uh, I, I'm, I'm not saying at the same time, not same time. I'm saying a screen possibly could be bigger in someone's house, but it's it would true. have to be a really big screen, wouldn't it? I feel like so. If it, I mean, people you, get. Do you like of, this question? <laughs> you would have to like sew a couple movies theater screens together. That's what to I'm prove saying. A point, yeah, yeah, and it would take a long time, but to prove a point, it would be yeah. worth it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, to just say like to thumb your nose at the local cinema and be like, take that universe. Now I got the biggest screen. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to do that someday. Do it. You would you help it. me? Yeah. All you need is sewing shit. Yeah, and, some and two screen screens, material. of course. Yeah. yeah, screen material. What is screen? You're what only are screens made of? Why don't we go four? You know, you. Get oh that, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Because otherwise, you'd have a really long, long wide screen. Wide screen. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's solid silver. Is it re- really <laughs> the silver screen? People should be out there, like you know. I know people are like stealing copper plumbing and stuff from houses. People should be stealing these screens, silver screens, all the time. God, next time I go to a movie, I'm just going to try to hide pizza this cutter. The, take the a perfect. slice of screen with you on the way home. <laughs> all right, we have to get to our next guest. This is exciting. Uh, a small business owner. Uh, we don't have entrepreneurs on the show anymore, Edgar. I don't know if you you you've been on this year. We didn't have an entrepreneur on earlier. I, I believe I can't remember who was on with you, but we. Uh, we definitely are having it small business. Night Wolf. Oh, this Night Wolf. And it was the man building a. Mech. It wasn't Night Wolf. Yes, the mech. <laughs> oh no, it wasn't. The, it wasn't the Night Wolf. He wasn't it the was, Night it Wolf. It was absolutely not the Night Wolf. And by the way, I know what a mech is now. <laughs> yes. And he was very upset, apparently, that I now know what a mech is on a previous episode, and got a hold of me uh, because it was so confusing on your episode. But um, let's talk to him. He's a small business owner. Please welcome to the show for the first time, Ian Appaloosa. Hello, Scott. Hi, it's so nice to meet you. And you as well. I feel like I'm in the presence of comedy greatness here. Oh, that, are, you, are you a comedy fan or? One billion percent. Okay, thank yes. you. That, that's, by the way, my side job. I, this this show is just an interview show. But oh, I, yes. I'm, but I've worked in comedy. I love yeah. you for your comedy work, and I listen to this show for your interview skills. Thank you so much. So you cover your yeah. awareness of music history song titles other than dave d cozy beaky oh you were close yeah, cozy yeah. dozy dave d dozy yeah beaky yeah Atlantic someone in titch. titch oh you're so close mama yeah. say mama say mama, mama, mama. <laughs> oh that's true that's a good point too <laughs> <laughs> shaman by the way <laughs> and a shaman to you scott many uh shaman's all around many hamburgers to you i should i should say by the way oh and many hamburgers to you thank yourself. you so much it's uh, great to see you um ian you're a small business owner by the way this is edgar this is uh john uh, jonathan uh, Jonathan Biting. In the presence of absolute greatness, a fantastic film director, and of course, a wonderful And Edgar Wright. You're giving giving compliments like this other guest that I have on. Uh, uh, Bill Walton occasionally comes on the show. One of the the great. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
basketball announcers. But he he but, likens them to other things. Yes, yeah, I don't you, do that. You're, you're I'm just complimenting it. people. It's a, yeah. a uh, who, because I'm honored. Uh, I want to be in the. I am a, a comedic mind. I'd like to think. Well, what is your uh, small business? What do you mean you're? Well, I, it's me. I am a impersonator. Oh. Uh, I can do impersonations of. Celebrities, people really? in your life, yes. No, I remember uh, Edgar. One time you were on the show. You brought Nick and Simon, and they did uh, uh, impersonations on the show. They did Michael uh, Caine and Sean Connery. And yeah, then, and then I bet that was absolutely delicious. It truly was. And they switched impressions. Yeah, in the middle. Yeah, yeah. they suddenly switched. Wow, um, incredible! Uh, <laughs> I mean, I wish I had seen it and, and and heard it and been there. Well, you can hear it. I was one of the only people to see it. Oh, and a lucky man you are. Because I was there are. in the room. Yeah, and uh, uh, quite a segue into what I. I do. I couldn't do what they did. I thought you already did. segued into it. Uh, well, and and we segued away, and now we're right back. It's okay. like we're on the slope, Scott. Okay. A verbal slope of that, conversation. That's a resegue, I think. Yeah. A resegue. Okay. Um, I cannot do vocal impersonations. Oh. My impersonations are facial, so I can impersonate how somebody looks at your parties. Uh, uh, <laughs> you could hire me to come to maybe your Christmas party around all your friends. And Why I do, do you think I'm having a Christmas party? <laughs> <laughs> Does it have to be Christmas? It seems yeah, like... Yeah, are these Christmas impressions? Uh, no, no. Well, visibly, I can make it a Christmas impression. How, I by putting do. on a Santa hat? <laughs> Somebody has seen visual impersonations before. <laughs> wait, wait, tell us, tell us about these visual impressions. I, I want to well, resegue you back to this. Oh, fantastic! A re-resegue. Yes. A Rihanna segue, as we call it. Re-resegue. Yes. yes. Of course, the, the full Rihanna. A segue. That, I say. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but I, I, you know, if you hire me for a party, maybe you would say, "Let's, I let's would go like, past the hiring process. Let's, let's just say let's assume because I'm interested Scott, in what you do. Let's not talk about the hiring anymore." Okay, so so just quickly, <laughs> we have emailed back. It doesn't have to be quick. I've invoiced you. Other uh, than this part, skip past it. Well, well, we've made sure to an agreed upon fee. I just oh, want to know that there Lord. is a hiring, and I am coming to the party. And I get, I get, you want to make sure that our listeners don't get the impression that you will just show up for free to do this. No. But, uh, the court stipulates that, that there is a price. I've hired you. We've I'll settled allow on it, counselor. We've settled on a day. Okay. You've written it down in your calendar. We've December got, 25th, we, if you're being uh, Who has a Christmas, Christmas party, party on a December the 25th? Christmas Day, Santa Claus. <laughs> Jesus? True. Jesus? Je well, Jesus is his birthday party. Uh, yeah, 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 definitely. Party. The Sorry. Jewish people. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, Jewish. Santa has like a more of a relaxing, like, man, I pulled that one off. Wow, yeah. Can't believe it. I can't believe I did two 12s back to back, and now I'm going <laughs> to... Two 12s? Two 12-hour shifts. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was uh, like the re-recode, uh, two 12s. No, just two 12s. What would that be called? Well, I don't I have mean, that, one. Uh, so we've done the paperwork. It's more like 12 number twos, I think. Oh, I can't believe I did 12 number twos. I, uh, I call that a Tuesday. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. So what do you do? Well, I will come and um, so I'd hate to say it again. We've established it, but I'm at said party. And you could either hire me to do, let's say, an Austin Powers, and I'd walk around the party looking like Austin Powers, or maybe there's a friend you want me to impersonate at the party. Oh, so you I, do regular folks too? I you could do, do yes, uh, if you're a corporation, I could do the boss. People love that. Oh. And I'll just do their face. Uh, 
and uh, you'll look and you'll say that is a killer facial impersonation. I can't. Of th- said I can't think of any other facial imp- like I can think of Robert De Niro as the only. I do facial a wonderful impression. De Niro. Well, everyone does that, where they just kind of go like. <laughs> okay. Well, don't demean my work, Scott. Everyone no, but- can. Do a De Niro. Sure, but is but, that uh, how you got, I, it's it got into cre- it? Yeah. Yes. Well, I, you know, I would do the pep rallies at my school, talent mm. shows. I would come out and do the faces of our teachers uh, or I, the principal. You, here's, here's my point. You say, you mentioned Austin Powers first. That's just a costume. Yes, baby. <laughs> what? Is that you trying to do the vocal impression? I will never do the vocal. Okay. Imp- I am not good at voices. But, but what I'm saying is, is that's that's just you slap on a costume. There isn't much to his face other than like. So he- like if if people walk up to you and they're like, "Hey, Austin Powers, how how are you? Uh, do I make you horny? Oh, you just make." He's just making a. He's just making he's a face. Just, yeah, the, for the listener, he's that was really good though. Thank actually. you. I I feel like maybe a podcast was not the place to come promote this. Uh, I'm just gonna say you're not gonna believe thing. this, but this man just turned into Mike Myers. <laughs> <laughs> Playing Austin Powers though, that's the thing. Yes. Is like we saw the levels. It of is it. very layered. My visual yeah. impersonation. It was truly astounding. And your body sort of contorted into like I saw the ascot kind of pop out of your neck a little yes. bit. It's like you have neck folds or. Do you have a lot of spare skin? Oh, uh, very. Yes, much like Fat Bastard at the end of the Austin Powers second film, I do have a lot of spare skin. Okay. The Empire Strikes Back of the franchise. Right. Yes. Did you say the Empire Strikes Back? I did. That's not the name? (laughs) Can you do an impression of the back of Austin Powers' dad when he was young? Oh, come on now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This is, of course, my famous role in Austin Powers' gold member. Yes. Would you like to see the the assumption? back or the back of the stand-in who was doing the I was more than a stand-in. I was cast as the actual role, and then they pulled a fast one on me. But go ahead. Oh, my gosh. Cut in, cut in old footage of Michael F- Michael Caine. Are you in the credits? I am in the credits, I believe. What, I think what, so. what are you listed as? Young Michael Caine, I believe, <laughs> I think. I had to do, by the way, I had to work up a whole impression for the audition. I had to, like, do it all. And then when I actually, and then they had me meet Jay Roach and Mike Myers in order to, like, lock, seal the deal. And they knew Mr. Show, and we talked for, like, half an hour about comedy. And then the very last thing they said, okay, well, let's get to it. Uh, turn around. <laughs> and I was like, what is happening wow. in this? Uh, and they just wanted to look at my back because they had already decided. Of you three, who felt like their time was the most wasted when they left <laughs> God, that is a that is a tough one because it seemed like they were curious. So I, I suppose they had a nice time, but it's a long. It, I'm imagining myself, Mike Myers, at the peak of my career. Andy, by the way, he's rehearsing his leg flopping bit when I walk in there. The one where he's kicking one he's, leg. Yeah, to yeah, and he's third. like trying to perfect that bit, and then forced to talk to me for a while. I'll do that bit for extra at your party. Why is that? What extra? you'd have to do hold is on, hold on. Why a is second it extra? invoice. Well, it's a very difficult thing to do. So what? You're me. there to do Austin Powers. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's one of the things he does. Well, that's my fucking rule, Scott. All I right. charge extra if you don't want. That's why I try to explain on the air what I do so everybody knows what they're getting into. See, here's my problem. You came on this show and you do a visual thing that doesn't work on podcasts. And so all you have to talk about is the process of, of hiring you. Well, I have done a wonderful impression that uh, my good friend John over here. You dumb fuck. I will break you in half oh my God. and eat everything inside of you. He is saying this with his teeth around my head. Oh, God. You're right there up on the top of the scalp. <laughs> I'll bite down. Please. Just I, gum it at this point. Otherwise, you're going back in for another stretch. 
Okay, I'm okay now. Okay, thank you, Jonathan. Yeah, don't. Thank you. <laughs> you don't want to mess with me. My father is a judge. <laughs> oh. <laughs> do you you do um you, you teachers at your school? Yes. You do people's bosses. I, yes. Austin Powers. Y- yes. And is, and is that it? it? <laughs> yeah. Or do no, we, I I, uh, I could do. I have a wide range of celebrity facial and can visual you do? Can you do Edgar over here? Um, I do not do. <laughs> So no, I, you don't do well, someone in front of them. No, I will do someone. I'll do someone any way they want, baby. Um, it sounded like you were doing an Austin Powers impression there. Never will. Trying to. Okay. I will not do. It uh, sounded more like the guy who played Punjab <laughs> when he was in the Pepsi commercial. The guy right? from like, Annie, the right one, baby. And the guy from uh, Roger Moore's first Bond film. Yeah, th- th- yeah. Th- you should do an impression to him because that you could you sound like. Okay, him, right? here we go. You gotta go. Ah, ah, ah. Oh no! Oh, that's right. You don't do the voice. I I understand it's a little frustrating, but once people have understood the concept, they really enjoy it. Now, I, Edgar, what I'm finding is once you understand the concept, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> like when that's, they, that's like, been my no, experience. No, because there uh, there is a vast world of impersonations that I can do. Yeah, but I don't want to watch them. Okay, I want to hear them. We're at a party. Right? Oh, sounds fantastic. You're Nicolas Cage. Oh. Was he, was he hired you, for this? I've hired you. That's the most conversation we've had is about the hiring. <laughs> I now go, well, you look a lot like Nicolas Cage. Can I get a picture with you? He's doing. He made a I face. mean, yeah, he's he doing. He made a face so hard his headphones came off. <laughs> I could not his hear a thing. Catapulted across <laughs> the back of the room. That face was made. That was incredible. So violently. We're but, going to need a you know, patch in the wall and like, more headphones. I might be a psychic. You might be an actual shapeshifter. <laughs> you, that's here's what I'm wondering. Were you ever in like a rocket that that was traveling through space and suddenly like you? You hear a tack, 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 and, and cosmic rays go through the, the hole? Yeah, or? have you ever come in contact with a symbiote? <laughs> like, a, like the, a venom type? Yeah, all of the above, yes. <laughs> okay. I, that's, of course, my, my verbal impressions are happening in my head with that gentleman um, who is a, 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 you know, we call him Carnage or Venom. <laughs> oh, wait, oh my God, let there be Carnage? <laughs> Let there You've be. let there be Speaking carnage? The most terrifying person in horror, Woody Harrelson. <laughs> <laughs> Who I do a fantastic impersonation. Please, uh, secure your headphones so, before you do it, please. We, this, we don't have time to put these back on your head. Uh, well, all right. The headphones on, and I'm putting a little, my, I'm taking my croquis off of my sunglasses, my okay. Oakleys, and okay. putting them on my headphones for everyone okay, at home. Okay, thank you, thank you. Now, this is Woody Harrelson dodging questions about his father being in prison <laughs> okay oh uh, i mean good. that's whoa and my headphones fell right on my testicles <laughs> oh <laughs> excuse me oh my god Ouch. <laughs> excuse me now, this... i was wondering if that had happened to woody harrelson it was such a good impression that no that was to that your was knowledge. an authentic appaloosa mistake right okay. there i don't wanna, i don't want to split hairs but that seemed more like woody harrelson in indecent proposal to me yeah, it, turning down the proposal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, so Woody before they accept, early in before they, yeah, in the proposal. Yeah, yeah it's, it's in the promise of the premise section of the script, but it's before the journey to the cave of knowledge. Uh, 
it's before the scene when he, he steals a bread roll and he's yeah, about to eat it, right. but then he gives it to his monkey instead. <laughs> that's yes. right. Well, my dark night of the soul is that <laughs> uh, uh, Edgar Wright, uh, filmmaker himself, just saw right through my impersonation. That was a repurposed impersonation. I was doing no. Woody Harrelson in the first act. No! This is the biggest betrayal in Comedy S- Bang Bang history! Scott has dropped to his knees, hands no. in the air. Oh, no! Scott, please get up. I am I so sorry. I can only see Scott from an aerial shot <laughs> don't, right now. Don't bite the top of my head. <laughs> oh, fork, so knife, heavy. and napkin right inside Jonathan's shirt. Oh, God, I can't believe it. I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, it's hard out there. There's only so many Woody Harrelson situations you can do, you know? <laughs> yeah. Woody I mean. Harrelson uh, signing on to doing the next version of Zombieland is a yeah, famous probably. one I do. Getting a boner in the middle of the True Detective scene with (laughs) (laughs) and try and try and to assure everyone that it's not a problem (laughs) taking 10 minutes and coming back to it so you have seen my work Scott (laughs) I will do Woody Harrelson assuring everyone it's okay at your Christmas party on December uh, 2nd through 31st whenever you so you're free your your schedule's totally well this appearance I I mean even though I'm how often do you get booked well, a lot of my bookings are voluntary. Um, I don't know what that means. That's, I will arrive. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I will arrive as the impersonation, and people will hopefully like it so much that they'll actually seal the deal in. And hide. I'll say, "Wonderful." How Get I- in touch with me through email, and <laughs> what we'll do here is I'll invoice you, uh, uh, and sometimes so wait a, a second invoice. So you're yeah. telling me you sometimes show up to people's parties dressed as their friends, <laughs> and then hope that they'll pay you? Absolutely. I'm sure we've been in the same bush at some point. <laughs> that, I, that, that is probably true. I will, what I'll do is I'll get on a Wi-Fi, fart, fart, uh, or... F-A-R, T-F-A. I'm just realizing, I've been outside your house for many years, I'm just realizing that's fart, fart. I always thought it was F-A-R-T. Oh, wait, no, you actually got the got on the Wi-Fi. Oh, I use it all the time. Sometimes I go to your house Why did I say this on the show? Yeah, we'll hop on BearShare together, and we'll just we'll just download whatever the hell is on there. Uh, Wait, wait, is that why suddenly I have LimeWire charges? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I didn't know they charged people. Well, they will send you a cease and desist for illegal downloads, and I believe it was uh, we we did all of season two of The Blacklist together. I think Kirk Hammett from from, from, No, wait, who am I talking about? No, you're talking about Lars Lars showed up the other day. Yes, well, we we downloaded, this I think is rude, we downloaded the Phoebe Bridges version of Nothing else matters, and oh, he still came. He to your still house came by. That. He is that on top of things. And she's a friend of the show. She was on a month ago. Unbelievable! Incredible. I ordered a sound effects album of just metal clanking. <laughs> oh, and he <laughs> and he showed up. It was the drum tracks yeah. from that one album. He said that sounds like Metallica. <laughs> I illegally downloaded a PDF of Johnny Get Your Gun, and he came for me because mm, you back know, to the, the well too often. One was uh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you took a chance. And I, and that's the sound of the crowd going wild for a Grand <laughs> Slam reference. <laughs> In- now, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I would like to pull out some impersonations here, oh, okay. if you do not mind. Yeah, I, you've seen a few. Um, sure. so- Could you do a facial impression and we have to guess who the celebrity is? 
A- absolutely. Okay. And just out of curiosity, De Niro is off limits. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Here we go. All right. Because uh, I feel like that was going to be your first one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I've got more. Okay. okay here okay, we go. Good. Yeah. Let's see this. Uh, yeah. He's pulling his hair back. This is Jack. This is definitely Jack Nicholson. Yep. So, so I must be pretty good. I mean, but I think we have to nail down exactly. Oh, yes. oh yeah, the situation. Yes, I, I, I want to say that it's. Uh, He's probably getting. I'll, I'll go into it a little more okay, if you I, want. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, um. <laughs> oh, I know this is turning down Shirley MacLaine for a date in terms of endearment. I was going to say him expressing that you are unable to handle truth currently. <laughs> oh, that could be it too, uh, Edgar. Do you have a guess? Um, I think it's him saying, no, Batman, don't hit me in the bell tower. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely flattered that Edgar Wright himself <laughs> could see I mean, he exactly knows cinema. what I was doing. A cinematic, I mean, of course I can do terms of endearment. By the way, what, is that English slang for something, don't hit me in the bell tower? <laughs> yes. What is that? I is like that Cockney that. slang? Give him, a, give him a punch in the crawl space. <laughs> <laughs> Go up to the attic and take out some of our spare furniture. Ding him in the... Okay, I was already <laughs> losing ding, it. Ding him in the Uncle Ben. Uh, no, not uh, no, Big right. Ben. Punch Big Ben, Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben's, ben. Uncle like ben's a, a totally different thing, which, by the way, you don't want to talk about. He's been Yes. Yeah. Is Big Ben still big? Yeah. Wonderful. Big Ben is still there. And is I'm Uncle happy. Ben still exist or did he go? He's just know. Ben, I believe. He, is he? Oh, he's our friend Ben. <laughs> he's our friend Ben. Our, uh, good, our good friend and equal Ben. <laughs> no longer family. <laughs> no, nope. But he's our equal and he doesn't have to hang out with us. He's not forced to, but by familial <laughs> relationships, certainly. He's just Ben. He's just Ben. He's a guy named Ben. You're not going to believe this. I uh, <laughs> I once took a picture of the man uh, who posed for the picture for Uncle Ben. Wow. wow. All those many I, years I ago. I took that picture, the picture they used. You t- oh, the wait, that was a paparazzi picture? Yeah. He yeah, was, what was old, he famous for? It was one of those old paparazzi paintings back in the day. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. He posed for it? I was in his bush outside of his house, and, mm. I, and I painted his face. So this man was not a celebrity yet. He was just a guy you painted, or had he no, already No, he had been signed? a celebrity for many, many what years. What had he done before the Uncle Ben p- posing? Oh, are you kidding me? Lots of movies about rice. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Uh, incredibly rude, I think. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with those. They seem very niche. It was a... A long time ago. Yeah, we, I mean, we've forgotten everything that happened a hundred years ago at this point, Anything right? that happened before The Simpsons, everyone has forgotten. Yeah, exactly. It's just pre-Simpsons and after Simpsons. Exactly. Pre, pre-Family Guy as well. Uh, yes. I can do a wonderful Seth MacFarlane crooning at his holiday party, <laughs> which I would love to come to. Can Seth you do McFarlane. everyone uh, that works for him rolling their <laughs> eyes and <laughs> wishing, checking their watches and wishing they could leave? Just invite me to the party and I'm sure I'll be doing that. Okay. <laughs> we have to stay. He hired an orchestra. <laughs> it's a 36-piece orchestra. A he timpanist he as a well? program. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, guys, we're running out of time. I can't see any more of your impressions, and it's not translating to the listener as well. I This, this, this appearance has been a dud. Well, this fucking sucks. <laughs> 
You fucking suck. Oh, you fucking suck, You Scott. fucking suck. Yeah, I, you know, they all told me, you want work, go on Scott Ackerman's show, he'll invite you to his holiday party, you'll meet all of his friends who this also is, throw parties. That's all you're doing this for? I would love an invite to your holiday party, or at least an RSVP to mine. But no. <laughs> you, yeah, Look, we haven't I even talked get, about you I can get you into Seth MacFarlane's, any one of his parties. Just let me know. I'll I, tell you how to get in. I want to go to Scott's party and watch him DJ. <laughs> it, it is a treat. Croon, Scott DJ. It is a treat. Although uh, one one Christmas party I had, uh, Edgar, I believe you uh, gave us an iTunes playlist that we played uh, during it, didn't I you? Think, yeah, or, or, or a Spotify playlist. That was it like together. coffee yeah. house jams, or was it your own <laughs> yeah. playlist? Yeah, did you just you? steal it from Starbucks? <laughs> yes, it was oh. some Nora Jones du- duet. <laughs> is that how you pick the movie in your films? You just go into a Starbucks and whatever's yeah, playing. I just Shazam it. <laughs> Shit! Wow, a huge. Have you ever you seen me? This is the music and write the movie as the music comes on, right? right? It's yeah, just a I mean, crap shoot. basically every movie that I do at some point, I go to the um, Starbucks on Hollywood and Highland <laughs> and I just Shazam for 12 hours and hey presto. Wow. What, what were you going to say about Shazam? Is it worth it? <laughs> I don't fucking remember, dude. What is it? You do a good Zach uh, Levi? Oh, st- uh, uh, I could do Zach <laughs> Levi wondering if they're going to be bringing back Chuck or if he should continue his film career. Chuck 3.0? <laughs> There's a chance? <laughs> All right, look, we got it. My put- man, Jonathan Bite over here, very excited about a new <laughs> Chuck. Apparently, you caught up to 2.0 in the in the clink. But- it was, I, of course, the only thing I had was that Chuck 2.0 DVD. All all right. Well, look, we're running out of time. Uh, unfortunately, we can have no more impressions. We only have time for one final feature on the show, and that is, of course, a little something called plugs. Open up that plug bag. Let's see what's underneath. Open up the plug bag. You gotta use those teeth. Scott Ackerman, won't you come on to my podcast? Edgar's writing a movie. We can talk about <laughs> He's using this song to write his new movie. I'm just having it right now. <laughs> the Macaw Podcast Universe. The Macaw Podcast Universe. Open up that plug bag. Oh, wow. That was Open Up That Plug Bag by Micah McCaw. Thank you so much to Micah McCaw. And I guess uh, Quentin Tarantino is going to be reading Variety in about three years and <laughs> see the movie called Open Up That Plug Bag is going to be out. All right, what are we plugging? Edgar, obviously, uh, uh, before that, you have a, a movie coming out this Friday. Last Night in Soho, in theaters. See it large and loud on the silver screen or two silver screens that you've stolen. Or four. It should probably be four <laughs> that you stitched together. Um, last night in Soho, yes. In theaters. Please oh. go and see it. And oh. Also, like, um, look forward to my, my next movie will either be the ne- uh, Bond 26 or... Beethoven's fifth. Beethoven's fuck fifth. Fuck the fourth. <laughs> and I, I like this idea. I hope that uh, I'll be in that one. It was interesting because, like, I was in your Maybe previous. Beethoven's in the next I, Bond. I was in your previous film, and then suddenly, like, I got skipped over for Soho, and I was kind of like, "Oh, this is weird." I thought I was part of his cavalcade <laughs> of players here, but uh, but I'm sure I'll be in the next one, right? Uh, is that uh, I uh, used Michael Caine's back in last night. <laughs> oh, <Soho>. Shit. <laughs> I feel like I just want to say I feel like if we physically spent the next. 20 hours writing the script for Beethoven. We could do it. Forth. It would be, it would get made. I mean, this is like the Rocky versus Rambo hard thing. Hard R, hard R, air buds in it. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a Space Jam legacy type thing. We <laughs> yes. get all kinds of famous All the IP animals. of all you the famous dogs. Hi- you don't have to hire anybody as long as the characters are non-speaking. I can play all of them. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. good. That's can you true. play Clifford? The big red dog I do himself? I an amazing Clifford impersonation. Okay, I don't want to see it. Son of but, a bitch. Uh, <laughs> he just grew 40 feet and turned red. <laughs> he is a shapeshifter, and you're a clairvoyant. I, I don't he, know what wait, you he are. he hasn't Edgar. done it yet, but he's about to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he just did it. I Holy just shit. did it. Yes, I made. I made as Clifford the big red dog. <laughs> Excuse wow. me, I'll clean that up when I'm back to my normal form. Um, uh, 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 Jonathan Biting, uh, what do you want to plug? I mean, your, your podcast is out. Yeah, I got a little, a little podcast out there. It's called Celebrity Sighting with Jonathan Biting. You can check people, it out on Stitcher yeah. Premium. Stitcher Premium. Yeah. And how many episodes are out? How many are coming? Well, depending on when this show comes out. Uh, uh, very yeah, 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 very yeah. soon. There's about one. <laughs> about one. There's about one maybe deuce. <laughs> maybe deuce while you maybe listen. Maybe deuce while you definitely <laughs> deuce while you listen. Um, and then, uh, oh, by the Promo way. Promo code. Celebrity. Celebrity is the promo code. All right. Very good. And is there anything on TV, uh, perhaps on the national broadcast? Television shows. Yeah, just television shows in general. (laughs) All right. And Ian Appaloosa, what do you want to plug? A fantastic question, Scott. (laughs) Thank you so much. By Uh, the way, I've been very mean to you, and I'm regretting it now, knowing you're such a fan. Yes. uh, I hope this hasn't tarnished your fandom of the show, even though I don't like you. Uh, Not at all. Thank you very much. uh, Once a fan, always a fan. Always meet your heroes. I say. Yeah. I'd just like to say as well, in the same way that you manifest celebrity sightings, <laughs> when I woke up this morning, I thought, you know what I really want to see today? <laughs> Somebody doing a facial impression uh-huh. of Seth MacFarlane singing <laughs> Swing Standards at his holiday party. And you know what? My day was made. Yeah. Wow. The you might be power too. of now. That's, I, I, I am, my heart just grew three sizes hearing that. <laughs> and I would, of course, like to, of course. Of course you would like I to would plug this. I would, of course, like to plug... Uh, if you if you want to see a movie in theaters this weekend, sure, go to see Last Night in Soho. But we all know the future of film is streaming at home, possibly alone. In which case, I would watch <laughs> Paranormal Activity uh, next of kin. Next to oh yeah, you almost forgot the yes. The, uh, I, I almost said the whatever the secret code name of the movie was when it was being shot. <laughs> what, uh, what was that? Black Snow. Black Snow was yes. what? Oh, interesting. Uh, ours, ours, by the way, uh, for the Between Two Ferns movie was Pineapple. Based on what? The most common improv suggestion? Be- no, because uh, oh, is that a common improv suggestion? Pineapple, really? yes, is a. Would you say you wouldn't know? Would you? Yeah, do that you do a dildo pro- factory. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what we almost called it. No, the great it was, Will Hines tells a story, if you've ever taken a workshop with him, of a uh, a, fo- a form called um, oh, stay with me. You know me. a lot about improv. <laughs> Edgar just yawned, his chin is on the ground and his head is on the ceiling. I think he's a shapeshifter as well. It's always best to start talking about improv at the end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, I forgot to turn it off. I got the plug in, so that's okay. Sorry to interrupt that's your a, plug. It's fine, yeah. Continue with your story that well, you the, don't even seem to remember. The great form where you, you see the same time zone happening at three different times. Uh, oh, God. I, I feel like that's happening to me right now. 
now as you tell this story. <laughs> and the more you stumble and on I it. Died. <laughs> I died. I cannot listen to this anymore. I, I'm going to have Will on the show. I'll just ask him. Say Dildo Factory Dildo on Factory. the show. Uh, and yes. I'd also like to plug BigGrandeWebsite.com where you can get all comedy from the group Big Grande, That's including right. their new comedy special is going to be on there soon. A oh, live good. Okay. And, and Paranormal Activity Next of Kin, uh, there's a, an actor in that. Yes. But, uh, yes. Uh, there's a handful of actors. Sure, but, uh, but one, one in particular. Dan Lippert who... He, who barely fits in the frame. Would I, I I heard that the, basically like <laughs> it goes all the way up to his chin most of the time. Yes. Uh, you can see Dan Lippert tit to feet uh, <laughs> uh, in that movie. Yeah. Um, That's one movie where you should stitch two screens on top of each other just to fit Dan Lippert in. You're only in the IMAX version, right? Yes. Uh, you can see me at Universal City Walk. So get yourself a delicious dinner at the subway up the escalator. Do they have to do a different aspect ratio for you or what, like, or for him? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, for me they, as well. I'm do also they have to do it man. in like two one or something like that? What? I'm not familiar with uh, that. They just do, and you and I are, are directors. Uh, so we, you know, you he knows what I'm talking about. They just flip the whole movie theater on its side. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they do it in one of those tilting carnival games. Oh, uh, understandable. Screen up there. Uh, all right, look. Or I want to of Inception. <laughs> <laughs> I want to plug. Um, uh, look, go uh, if you are not over at cbbworld.com yet, uh, go sign up because uh, just this last Wednesday we put out uh, uh, one of the funniest things I think that I've uh, listened to in a while. Uh, my stepfather, Bob Duca, he put out a full episode uh, of a show called Full Throttle with Bob Duca, uh, where uh, it's a lot about trying to, to uh, schedule the show and then the actual <laughs> show itself. Uh, it sounds a lot like talking to you. Um, oh, but, what a uh, high compliment. I am <laughs> I such a Bob Duca fan, one of the great he truly podcast is. Uh, we also have Scott Hasn't Seen. We covered the movie Dune, David Lynch's Dune, last Friday. And this Friday, we're covering the movie Ghost. Uh, so uh, I hadn't seen that. And uh, I have uh, for this show. And we also have, uh, you know, we have uh, Bananas for Bonanza coming out this week and maybe something else. So keep your eyes peeled. Go head over to CBBWorld.com and you can uh, access all of that. If you sign up now for a year, you get two months free. All right, let's close up the old plug bag. Yes, okay, here we go. <laughs> the host, grabbing for his phone, looks up the lyrics to the song 9 to 5 by Dolly Parton. Tumbling out of bed, stumbling to the kitchen, pour myself a cup of ambition. Long stretch, try to come to life. Jump in the shower, and the blood starts pumping. Out on the street, the traffic starts jumping, with folks like me on the job from 9 to 5. Let's get a little of the course. Okay. Working 9 to 5. Wait, 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 we need a clean. Gina, sorry, we, sorry, sorry. Okay, here we go. Working 9 to 5. What a way to make a living. Barely getting by. It's all taking and no giving. They just use your mind. And they never give you credit. It's enough to drive you crazy. <laughs> if you let it. Oh, my God. 9 to 5. Just when Incredible. you think you figured out what exactly this show is, yeah. something like that happens, and then it cracks it wide open. Wow, that was uh, amazing. Someone put it together in just a week. That was 9 to 5 Attenborough with uh, last week's <laughs> 9 to 5 drop uh, by Actually Simpson. Wow, great job. Uh, keep remixing those. Uh, he also did Vogue last week, so <laughs> I'm, I'm sure those remixes are flooding in. Guys, I want to thank you so much. First of all, Edgar, uh, great to have you here. Thank you so much for, uh, for coming in. 
in in your busy press schedule and for actually uh, uh, saying no, I actually do want to do this. I listen. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I don't want to. I want to escape that jinx. Yeah. So oh well, that's true. Bang bang until I die. Now. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, this this film is going to go through the roof in terms of. Uh, is that good for a film to go through the roof? That, I mean, it, that's going to happen to your yeah. film. Yeah. It is for him, <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and in paranormal activity. Fuck the fifth. Yes. Fuck that's the right. fourth. Fuck, fuck the fourth. God damn it. Well, this. Yeah. This is the fifth paranormal. I believe the seventh. Seventh. I believe. Yes. Fuck the seventh. Fuck the seventh. Uh, never mind the bollocks. Yes, of course. Thank you uh, so much, Ian, for doing whatever it is you did. <laughs> One more time. What I do is okay. Visual, no, we know. What you do is you schedule things. <laughs> well, you, why didn't you say like, "Hey, I'm a scheduler." I, I called you a small business owner. I'm fucking you're, sick of it, Scott. <laughs> you're like a guy who has. I'm an fucking sick of this, Scott. I feel like this, a lot of this was to get into George. George, I'm mean, not George Clooney's party. Uh, uh, Seth MacFarlane's party. Yeah. <laughs> Although George, you wouldn't turn your nose up at George Clooney. Are you party, kidding? You? Look at him in that Casamigos <laughs> ad, uh, riding a little motorcycle with his friend somewhere in South America. Do you think he's really friends with? Danny DeVito. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, do you think they're good buddies? Can I, I answer think you not with only an do they hang out often, they drink Nespresso <laughs> together constantly. And I think it look a little something like this. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Jonathan Biting, thank you so much. Great to see you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for saying my name correctly. Uh, please don't uh, pass on because I'd love to have you. Uh, Anytime. Uh, I would love to see you. I'm a huge fan. Uh, congratulations on oh, CBD Oh, I didn't know you World. were a fan as oh, well. Oh, yeah. I've been outside your house. Oh, that's true. All right. I'll see you there tonight. You okay. know what the Wi-Fi is, right? Yeah. Say hi to cool app. Oh, no. Do you stay the hell away from her? <laughs> I'm gonna marry a Scott. Oh, no. Tonight. <laughs> is that part of your camp? I'm bringing a priest. Oh, Jesus. All I'll right. do the wedding as Elvis. <laughs> okay. Oh, he's doing Elvis right now. And it looks exactly like fat Elvis and then slimming down into skinny Elvis. Elvis through time. Oh, my God. Wow. And then he morphed into a Doberman and then into Snoop Dogg. <laughs> oh, my God. This guy's incredible. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.